Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic on the bathroom you just hear oh that one <laughs> she's <laughs> taken out her false teeth <laughs> come on to the rock show come on to the people's show come on to the premiere show smackdown it's the 14th of june in the year of our lord 2001 the odyssey starring Ilya wulshin what the Odyssey, starring Ilya Wolushin. What's that? It is a Canadian drama series for kids called The Odyssey, in which a young boy falls out of a treehouse and goes into a coma. And you have yes. two stories. Yes. Mm. I forgot about that. The one story is the real world of him like being in a coma, and the other is the magical adventure he's on whilst unconscious. Yes. With hilarious results. Yes. Does he make it out? I don't know. I never watched the whole thing. No. I forgot about a TV show. There you go. You're welcome. That 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 gave uh, impressionable young me the idea that that's what all comas were like. All comas are like one wacky dream. Yeah. Get me to a coma immediately. <laughs> yeah. And so I imagine if I sat down there and I was like, aha, you have to solve this. It's like, oh, thank God I played lots of Mega Drive games. <laughs> I have some idea of how to solve a puzzle. The, t- the true coma is that you, you hit your head, you wake up, and you look to the left, and the person that you the, the, the person that you love has grey hair. <laughs> That's the sad. Di- oh, that's really sad, isn't it? Jesus. Oh, that's God. really sad. Oh, hey, you know, uh, SmackDown Wrestling Podcast. Oh, miserable. Anyway, g- g- good reference. Move that on. Shaggy featuring Rayvon Angel is Ray still the one the charts the second week in a row. Uh, Rayvon is a former best known Barbadian uh, singer and songwriter of his work with Shaggy. It is not the guy from Phoenix Nights, as I've written down here, because I don't know who the hell Rayvon was. Yeah, it's a very British thing, we're, we're sorry. Uh, Radiohead Amnesiac is in one album currently in the charts. Don't remember it. Pyramid Song and Knives Out. I don't Amnesiac, remember that. I'm sure it's the opposite to the Odyssey. Uh, Brian Robson resigned after seven years as manager of Middlesbrough. And one week after the resignation of him as manager, Terry Venable steps down as Middlesbrough's first team coach. The new Middlesbrough manager is Steve McLaren. Oh, oh the McLaren era begins. All change. You thought that was bad. Uh, Pearl Harbor is number one at the <laughs> box office. <laughs> you have to change some stuff around there as well. <laughs> McLaren takes over Borough. In other news, Pearl Harbor. 
I put them in order of What of a start! Mate, what a start! We need to start again. <laughs> no, we're not starting again. No, we're no. not starting again. Uh, British pop group Atomic Kitten will make a cameo appearance in Home and Away. We filled in Landon, is confirmed. The storyline will feature Donald Fisher bringing his family to the UK. And uh, due to poor ratings, uh, the episodes of Survivor are reduced from 2 to 1, airing up Mondays at 9pm. I'm still thinking about that Atomic Kitten cameo. Atomic Kitten? What are you doing here? Stone the Crows! Stone the Crows! It's Atomic Kitten! What are you doing here? That's mental! They're making me whole again! <laughs> Just crossing the road. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> Atlantis, The Lost Empire is released. Although reception is mixed and it performs modestly the box office, it has since become a cult favourite amongst fans due in part the visual influence of comics artist Mike Minola of uh, Hellboy fame. I liked Atlantis. I thought it was great. Uh, Michael J. Fox doing the voice acting, I think. At that point as well. Non-rattles. At that point as well, like there was a move towards more CGI. So sort of that sort of classic animation was not not in vogue anymore. I think it was that awkward period yeah, you, know, you know, after WrestleMania X7, but before this truly is aggression. This truly is the post attitude era yeah. of of animated movies. So that's where, yeah. So it's Atlantis, uh, Treasure Treasure Planet, Treasure Planet is brilliant as well, and the Princess and the Frog. And it's way late. Oh yeah, that's like like the goodbye. Yeah. To that. We're uh, almost there. Yeah, it's that period, and they just weren't doing that. I think they didn't do that well at the box office, surprisingly, which is like, oh, but they're amazing films, so right. we can't have anything nice. And these Game Boy Advance games are out. It's, I think, the first batch of Game Boy Advance games. Want to see your, what your opinions were? Sleepy Tennis and the Curse uh, of the Pyramids. <laughs> Super Mario Advance. Oh, that was shite. Because, didn't like it. No, because it, ha- it, it ran asunder of a similar issue. I mean, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, Super Mario Brothers on the Game Boy. This is amazing. If this is what I'm thinking of. Is it the Game Boy Color? No, Game Boy Advance. Oh, Game Boy Advance. Oh. This would be Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, I'm talking out my ass. And Mario Advance is great. Yeah, I liked it. If you like yeah, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 2 for the, for the NES. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket. Right. Choo Choo Rocket. I quite like Choo Choo Rocket. That was a Sonic Team game. Because mm. Sonic Team went, we could just make brilliant Sonic games in 2D. But no, we're going to go and make a load of weird old toss. Here, Traveller's mm-hmm. Tales, have Sonic. Look after him. Wink. Oh, all right. Yeah. Move the phone. We can't see you winking. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, F-Zero Maximum Velocity. F-Zero. Oh, yes. That was a nice little rebirth of the F-Zero franchise. Mm. Didn't last. Uh, Rayman Advance. It's the Rayman game on the Game Boy, Co- yeah. Game Boy Advance. Earthworm nice. Jim. See previous answer. And Konami Crazy Racers, which I was at the team was the, the first great Game Boy Advance game. Because it was a mascot racer, but with Konami characters. So you had Dracula from Castlevania, you had the Ninja from Metal Gear Solid, uh, you had a Ragu- Raguki Kids character wow. cameo. Wow, on the Game Boy? Yeah, I thought it was better than F-Zero. Wow, I like that. Who else could you have had in a Konami racer? I can't remember. Uh, Gomon, I think. Um, Mystical Ninja. Mm. Nice. My mind's gone blank. Oh, one of the, like, the baseball dudes with the big heads. and I, I think a player from International Superstar Soccer. <laughs> Yes, yes. And Peter Beardsley. Peter Beardsley. No, because they couldn't call him Peter Beardsley. Because oh, they Peter Beardsley. Peter Brunsley. <laughs> John, no. I, want beat, I want Peter Brunsley <laughs> driving a car for <laughs> Konami racers. Not Peter Beardsley. All right? Yeah, Peter 
<laughs> Peter Brunsley. That'll work. For that hindsight track. <laughs> that one driving game. Anyway, that was all the things happening <laughs> in the wonderful 2D world of 2001. Reality, I called it back then. But what a what a what a what is it, lad with wings from Star Wars? was happening in the magnificent world of professional wrestling? Those answers and many of the questions you want to know about can only be found right here and right now in the Cultaholic Smackdown Classic Review. You're listening to the Dulcet Tones of Matthew and his lovely friend, uh, consort. With benefits. Yes. <laughs> the meal deal himself I am the Mr. meal Tom deal Tom Campbell uh, Hello mate You're How the hell are you doing I'm alright mate I'm alright So I know people have wanted an update I will give an update uh, Washer dryer is installed and it's, and it's magnificent I have clean clothes again I know people have been keen to, to find out Pablo is upset About the proceedings Because Our washing machine was out of work For a while uh, So therefore it was never switched on It was unplugged So it left a little gap where the washing machine is in the cupboard. And Pablo quite started, to started to make a habit of getting into that little gap and just having a little sleep behind the, the broken washing machine. And obviously now a new one is installed, it's bigger. He can't get behind the gap anymore. So he's a bit like, fuck is this, you pieces of shit? They, they call like this a hotel. They do like going into things. Hiding. They, like they, boxes or yeah. holes or... They just want somewhere, like they recommend when you have a cat, like always have a few places where they can just go and hide. Because sometimes they just want to hide. Oh. And no, no, like, a, and they just want to be away. Like Pablo quite likes it in the in Alex's wardrobe. He quite likes it on top of the fridge. Uh, there, if the curtains are shut, he quite likes to go behind the curtains. Like last night, it was really warm, so we had the cur- one of the curtains drawn because it was getting quite hot in in the house, and. Um, and we were worried about the boy getting a bit hot, so he proceeds to go behind the curtain and sit between the curtain and the and the balcony door in just the hottest part <laughs> and just lie there and recharge like a solar-powered cat. Aww. So, um, but yeah, but he's, he's, but he's upset that he hasn't got his little washer-dryer place. I don't think what else has happened since I last saw you. I feel like it's just been quite, quite boring work stuff, mainly. Nothing um, wrong with that. I've been sending, um, I'm sending voice memos to people. This is a random I like doing one. that, Because... Yeah. I kind of realised the other night that I've become quite antisocial. Like I'm quite a social butterfly at work, yeah. but I'm I reached a point lately, and I kind of put this down to lockdown, where I would quite happily just come in, go to work, and go home, mm. and just be on my own. And it's a bit boring, that isn't it? It's a bit boring. I know what you mean. I'm still doing that. It's there is that little part of me when it's like, hey, do you want to go to do something on an mm. afternoon evening? There is that part of me that still goes, oh, why is this guy? Yeah. Oh, hanging out with someone I like and doing something. Oh, damn it. And I'll get like mildly frustrated until I'm like, you know, shake it off like a concussion in the 80s and just be like, no, no, no. I, I, I want to do this. This is a good thing. Yeah, that's but my it. But body, my body instinctively, almost like a cat, is wanting to go, no, get away, hide, mm. run back home, <laughs> run for home. Yeah, that's it. That's what you're, um, like, you, like, that's what you're fighting all the time. And I've just, and I haven't had the resolve that you've had sometimes just to go and do it. And I have just hidden. So I thought there's loads of friends I've not reached out to in ages. Um, you know, you've got those friends, and you'll probably have them on your phone. You may have some on yours, where like there was a message that was sent 
six or so months ago, which you never replied to, not out of malice. You just didn't reply. And now you're like, it's been too long now. And I'm scared to start the conversation again. I just sort of felt the fear uh, for a couple of mornings this week and just went, I'm just going to send him a voicemail and just say hello. And just say, this is me. And not really talk about anything. Just say, oh, I walk into work. How are you? I saw you do this on Facebook. It's been amazing. And what's been lovely is I've reconnected with about three people this week. Um, and in terms of like, you know, we've, we've said like, oh, we'll have Zoom calls or, you know, we'll we'll find time to meet when I'm, I'm back in your neck of the woods. But it's just been quite nice to hear people, old friends' voices again this week. I've quite enjoyed that. Um, and I will continue to do that. I, I recommend it. It's quite therapeutic. I was always a bit weird about voice memos because... I get there was a few people that would send me voice memos that they were always just whinging and they were lo- long voice memos of them just whinging and <laughs> I won't say who they are. I've never had that by the way. Oh, I've so had a few. Um, I won't say. I might tell you who it was after. Okay. Um, right. And it kind of put me off the idea, but I went, no, you can use this for positive things. So I'm going to try to, and I have done, and it's been lovely because I've been reconnecting with people, which I've been very happy about, and I'm trying to be less antisocial. Um, how are you? Good. Just generally good. good. <laughs> There's nothing to report, like yourself. Everything's okay from Matthew HQ. Mm-hmm. Tom Campbell over. It's just one of those weeks where everything's taken over. Nothing bad has happened, so that's a positive. Yeah. I um, went and did back some more cardio. That was How nice. you finding the cardio? Good. My, my foot hurt a little bit, uh, which I'm like, oh. There's always something, isn't there? But it just means I'll rest and then do it again better the next time I do it. So that's nice. Um just seeing more people as well like yourself it's a bit hard it's like trying to play minesweeper trying to book in to do the mm. stuff with the people you want to see and uh, yeah just trying to exist trying to keep my head above water uh i think surviving is a victory in itself right now it is isn't it? is uh, the important thing that's a nice way to look at it hopefully this stupid podcast will help it certainly will and it certainly has for many stupid podcast <laughs> stupid, podcast, stupid sexy podcast we're going to go through what i'm going to do well Tom's leaving. That's fine. Warming. Tom is yelling about putting the air conditioning it's on. It's quite warm in here. We're going to put the air conditioning on before we move into the mailbag. It sounds like Pierce Brosnan in that film. Hi, I'm Pierce Brosnan. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so much the entire yeah. film just to see that one bit. I went, nah, I'll just see the one bit. Thanks. Yeah, that's the, it, it, the rest of the film is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. gash. Um, mailbag. Hey, our mailbag. Our mailbag. Oh, that's amazing. Been asking you to send in your thoughts, concerns, questions, allegations to classic Jesus at cultaholic.com. It's best to keep them that way. Uh, classic at cultaholic.com uh, first email is from now tv saying tom campbell thank you for setting up your seven day free trial <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you mean mate that definitely wasn't what it said um i want to say thank you to brandon green he sent a really lovely message in um it was quite a personal one and i don't want to read it out all the way through uh brandon's been through the ringer but the podcast has been a source of great joy for him and he wanted to reach out and tell us so so thank you to you brandon for checking us out we appreciate you being there as well well thank you very thank much you for very saying much. that brandon i appreciate that um like i said we got the i got the chance last night to see uh steven skoda's you did indeed i think we name dropped him enough times he's the fifth beetle of cultaholic i mean bloody hell that's me i'm the fifth beetle Shut up. You. You're, the, you're the beetle i'm fifth beetle me 
You're the manager of the Beatles. Steven Scudder's... Well, I am the manager of the Beatles. <laughs> I, I have no idea who the Beatles are. It just sounds like... But anyway, yeah, we got to see him, finally. And it was just a lovely talk, drink session, where we showed him Newcastle, and one of the hottest days to ever exist. And he was like, well, it's really nice. I went, yeah. yeah. I'm going to show him, look, Stephen, we've only put the light on because you're in here, all right? It's going to be misery and grayness <laughs> next week. It's astonishingly hot in the UK right now. There we go. We'll set it. We'll get out of the way. Stephen does ask, to, did email in, which is weird because he saw you. I could have just asked you this. <laughs> Stephen says, can we predict any bits or running gags for the future of the podcast? Uh, and I, I, and the answer is no, because we never plan the bits and the gags. The next next four months are going to be, Lance Storm, what are you doing? <laughs> Hugh Morris, what are you so so I think I'll run that in the ground. So it'll be the classic gags, you'll be glad to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be Stephen Skoda's manager of uh, Cultaholic, I think. <laughs> well, Gary Venables do not give him any so. ideas. Yeah, so Stephen, thank <laughs> you very much. By the way, obviously, it would be very rude for me not to say thank you very much for your company yesterday. And nice to meet someone who's been a long-time listener and talker on Twitch, on the podcast and everything else. I've been mm. now for some years to say hello to you. And uh, yeah, be like you are online. That's what he said the same to me, and I appreciate that. Yeah, be the same as you are in real as you are online. Yeah, so thank you very much for being a genuine person, Stephen. All the best. Tracy Walsh uh, has had us as the soundtrack to uh, their 1,000-kilometer road trip around Ireland visiting family and wanted Lovely. to touch base, which is surprised because I thought in Ireland it was the it was mandatory to listen to OSW Review rather mm. than us. So I'm, I'm glad that you chose us over Jay and the lads. Um, Tracy also asks, will you be doing a SmackDown Culty Awards? No. That's a great idea. Oh, okay. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> we might do like a year-end look back, but I, st- but I don't yeah, think it'll work. For you, we'll start it with hello, hello. Happy days are here again. Who is the cunt of the year, two thousand and one? <laughs> Stuff waffle. Hey, hello. She asks, "What are your favourite bits?" Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, it really took my trousers off. Um, and congratulations on having at least three female listeners. At oh, least three. You did the thing that, yeah, yeah, there we Gosh, go. Gosh, I can't believe three. At least, at least three. Good. Jesus. No, no, no. Three good ones. Three good ones as well. There you go. Very good ones. Uh, um, to stop, my favorite bit is when you send me pictures of your dogs. <laughs> Please keep it up. <laughs> That's a great bit. That's a oh, yeah, bit. the best bit by far. What's your best bit? That's got to be Kane. I think it took mm. on a life of its own. Um, and I, I feel like we're kind of moving into like the, 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 the Frasier-esque the spin-off of That's Got to Be Kane in terms of the timeline of it. Um, but it'll always have a special place in my heart. Oh, I thought you meant like, like Fraser upstairs. Not like. Oh, Frasier! No, Fraser. Yeah, because Fraser's a spin-off for Cheers, right? That's that right. Right, right, right. And there are also different names. I thought Fraser, like, Fraser, Fraser was such like, uh, oh yeah, that guy was on here, but now he's becoming a major star here at Cultaholic. I mean, Fra- Fraser is up. quite like Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane is going to be, Kane's becoming, cool Kane is going to become sentient. <laughs> Good <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> Seattle. Um, cool Kane reviews the Smackdown podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. Tom. Oh, Tom has got this week. Let me do my impression of Tom. Oh, no, Trump, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to laugh for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to rev my motorcycle. I'm going to rev my motorcycle. 
Look at me, I'm, hey, I'm laughing. Let me take a what? <laughs> Biggin and wiggin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, who am I? Cool Tom. Good one, Cool Kane. Who am I? Who am I? Oh, what a great podcast. <laughs> oh, your Matthew Griggles. <laughs> Oh, I almost, I almost choked on my chewing tobacco. Thank you, Kiss Kiss. A space odyssey. You've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> John, Laurinaitis. John. <laughs> cool Kane and his brother, not cool, in the takeover hearing with Little and Large uh, and Cannonball this Sunday night at the Ooh. Birmingham Pavilion. What a flipping lineup that is. Uh, Kelsey. Oh, so your favourite is the dogs. Oh yeah, dogs. Kane. Kelsey. Another lady! Four! Stop it. Four! There's a, a very... Uh, Four ladies listen bad to attitude. this. Bad attitude, I think of the word. It's great. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, mate. There'll be two after this fucking one. <laughs> We're smashing Four all records. Lady. We're smashing all records. Hello, classic, cultaholic, classic review family. Hello, Kelsey. Hey, that's us. I just want to say I love your enthusiasm for the shows. Yes. I'm a 32-year-old Scottish woman from a rural area. And during the height of the Attitude Era, I didn't watch wrestling because every time I saw it, it was just men. And as a <laughs> ten... <laughs> to which they saw you watching and went, a woman watching! Uh, as a 10-year-old who did martial arts at the time, it put me right off not seeing women wrestle like the men. And good shout. My only exposure was an evening gown match that the boys at school talked about in the playground, and it put me right off enjoying wrestling. Oh, right, right. I didn't get into wrestling properly until I was 26, when WWE Women's Wrestling was actually, where the, where the women were actually allowed to wrestle, I should say. Yep. My first show was the 2016 live Glasgow show SmackDown did, and I was there when the audience pissed themselves with laughter, yelling, you fell over at Baron Corbin when he slipped on the apron. <laughs> Corbin is a solid worker and seems like a fun dude in real life, but it's okay. fun to lightly take the piss out of him. I fully agree, believe it or not. I do have a question, Ooh. but before I say it, it's dragging on a bit, this Kelsey. Um, <laughs> I just, just want to say, I just want to say thank you, Cotaholic Lads, for helping me get into wrestling and making it accessible for women like me who were alienated by how sexist the product was at the time. I'm glad that we didn't alienate you. Our fourth woman listening to... <laughs> <laughs> We're a week removed from the women's team winning the world. You're bringing it home. And they bloody did. They were brilliant. And then a week after. Drag, you've had your time. No, no, I stand. You have a woman listener, Blackadder. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're too. No, 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 no. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't twist my melon, man. Right? Very good. Don't get it twisted. Fucking Lioness is a fucking badass. Jesus Christ. They just—they didn't just—they didn't just win the world, the European Cup. They fucking stormed it. They stormed the gates, kicked the door down, and fucking took it. Phenomenal. Just, in, yeah. just incredible. Like pride of the country. Long may that remain. Keep on winning. World Cup next. Thank you and please. Um, but at the same time, the the, the 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 graphics for this show that listenership is predominantly men. So I'm always very oh. excited when it's are like, they accurate those stats? They are well accurate. Oh, they told what, which, which, which <laughs> so they show you where people are listening as well and stuff like that. Oh. <clears throat> so predominantly, the, the 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 stats say it's men. So I'm always excited when it's like, oh, there's a, there's four women that listen to. Oh. I'm sure there's more. 
and thank you. Whatever man, woman, non-binary, whatever you, however you roll, whatever you do, whoever you are, wherever you are, we appreciate whatever you. Whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you like. Anyway. No, thank you very much for that. Is any of the, Kelsey does have a question. Um, Go ahead. What's your favourite segment or match that surprised you on how good it was? More, I will answer that. Go on then. When you listen to the rest of the podcast, because it's on this episode. Oh. There's something really good coming up, and I wouldn't have expected it. I think I know the bit you mean. Um, I'm trying well, to think. Wow, that's almost like we planned that one. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm You're a good setup person. I'm trying to think if there was something before that where we went, oh, that was actually... Is it weird? Tests run right now? Tests run is particularly special. Test 01 compared to Test 00. Test 01 would have kicked Test 00's head mm. off. Oh, God, yeah. He yeah. would have done. Because he'd be too busy playing Mario Party and going, oh, I've got a callus. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. I've got a callus. There's bound to have been other ones. Uh, I think... Oh, um, Steph versus Trish. Steph versus Trish surprised us yep. immensely. Um, Bulldog... <laughs> Surprised because he, he was still alive. Bulldog surprised. Yeah, he's if still you like Ric Flair's last match, then boy, do we recommend you go back and watch Bulldog. Bulldog's last run. Bulldog Jeans last run. <laughs> Bulldog British, British Bulldog Jeans last match. That should be yeah. your next one, Conrad. It, it, it looks like a shit in a brick just walking down the ring. Fantastic. Uh, so thank you for the question, uh, Kelsey, aka Ida Duck Quack, aka Deanna Mallard. That's why you're called Ida Duck. Mallard. That has good. That yeah. Love it. Thank you, Kelsey. Much appreciated. Woof woof quack quack. <laughs> word, word, another word, another word. Uh, <laughs> Stop giving my secrets away. Adjective, avid, adjective, 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 adjective. Um, <laughs> Very good. El Toro Roque, I hope I've pronounced that right, uh, writes to us from the Philippines. First of all, big fan of you guys. Have listened to all the classics about down reviews. I do apologize. Also, have listened to the Nitro episodes. Just shout out to Sam Ooh. as well. Love all your contents. I love remembering stuff from my childhood. I stopped watching wrestling after X7 as me and my mates were in brutal competition of who is the first one to lose their virginity. <laughs> I won, by the way. <laughs> hey! EC Dub. EC Dub. You think you're special. <laughs> I need to lose, Rock. I need to lose like you can't believe. <laughs> That's actually you. Let's get Deborah out of the picture. Bam, she's not a factor. <laughs> I wonder with that being so many people's like childhood like favorite memories of this is the the epoch of wrestling. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Getting, like, your, all right, well, getting seen, your rocks off to my way. I've seen the best ever pay-per-view. All right, now I'm going to move on to puberty. <laughs> yeah, the end of the Attitude yeah. Era was the beginning of the, <laughs> the Platitude right, Era. Wait, 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 Triple H is out, Rock's out, Rikishi's out. <laughs> You know, even pushing Kane. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, what? I'm not, not a Kane push. I'm gonna have sex instead. Kane's not getting pushed. Oh, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> El Toro Rock says, "I won, by the way. At the time, I was very proud, but looking back, I think I should have just continued to watch wrestling. It must have been an awful shag. Oh, it must have been an awful shag. Uh, <laughs> you went af afterwards. You went. Oh, I wonder what happened on Raw. <laughs> oh, that, that, in the post." <laughs> The post actually like, I wonder what Kane's doing. <laughs> He's thinking about other women. <laughs> Damn it. I haven't, I haven't seen. Why did Undertaker say cool in the gang? <laughs> I put up the air conditioning unit, got a revenge on Big Red. <laughs> the, 
There's just one thing that hurts me when listening. Oh, go on. And this is about Test. Oh. I remember him being a badass. And he was my guy in No Mercy. I beat my mates on brutal triple threats using Test, presumably between sex. Winning the Smoking smoking Skull Championship. Hearing the stories from you guys, how shit Test was, broke my childhood memories (laughs) of him. So thank you, I guess. Like, <laughs> well, a lovely lady has invited me back to her home, but testers have a European title shot tonight. <sighs> there are, there are, um, I mean, there are other things to do, uh, sort of post coitus than <laughs> play a triple threat on No Mercy. I can't think of any right now, so just go with that. Um, I want to thank you guys. Currently battling depression, hearing you guys have fun every week really helps, mate. It's an honour and a privilege, and we appreciate you being there. Oh, and also because of you guys, I tried Chef Boyardee ravioli. Oh no! I hate it. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because of my Filipino tongue, but damn, it tasted <laughs> bad. I think your Filipino tongue is why you won the virginity race, sir. Uh, I. Sh- <laughs> why am I? St- why am I like this? Reading letters. What's what's tapped in my head when we get letters? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think this is like you want to say or think these things doing your wholesome I think like Puppet so Tom someone, takes over. As soon as someone's like, Tom, sex, you're like, oh, <laughs> tell me what it's Let's like. Take about this scab and be a lech. Oh, did you kiss her or not? Carry on, Smackdown. A woman! Um, it should, anyway, Chef Bullardet should have been included as a weapon in No Mercy, and that's a good shout. You could have just had like yeah, a, a sort of whipped fake... it out and your opponent was going, all right, I'm not eating that. <laughs> take the title. Submit. <laughs> the moment you take it out of Yeah, the we're very sorry. Disclaimer. We're very sorry about promoting Chef Boyardee because it's rubbish. Yeah, uh, we never said it was good. Did you not see us eat it going, mmm. A mm. week later, I could still taste it. Yeah, it was very powdery. Alex was disgusted that we had some. She said, don't you? She, I Alex, mean, thank you to the person who sent them in and everything, but like, oh, once God, was it. Oh, God, thank you. The curiosity's gone. It's like, all right, cheers. Yeah, we've yeah, we, we scratched that itch now. Mm. Chef Boyardee is Italian for Morrison's own. <laughs> <laughs> the food received such reviews as uh, Alex Booth, who said, do not bring that shit back home with you. <laughs> so it went down well, as did the letters. Thank you for sending your messages in. Genuinely, I know I come across as a, a fun, spry, salty little fucker, but I'm very oh, grateful. Oh, yeah, that's you, isn't it, Tom? Very grateful. Very grateful. to Honestly, the love from around the world, and at least four women, um, keeps me warm at night. Tom the salty fucker. I think people th- think of you as one of the bards from Monty Python who they eat. <laughs> I'll take that. Classic at cultaholic.com. Oh, and I got a lovely message from someone who didn't want me to read that out. I've read it. Thank you very much. Uh, I love you. Take care of yourself. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah, that's it. That's a nice, yeah. Well reminded. Classic at cultaholic.com. If you'd like to reach out and say hi. Let's move on to this bloody week. It's going to be disappointed when they re- realise it was me, mum, sending it in or whatever. But uh, no, I replied to your mum's message. That's fine. Oh, Tom. Five ladies listen now. Anyway, this El is Toro, I'll message you privately about that. This is the bit of the show where Tom, <laughs> he bravely reads the Wrestling Observer. He bravely copy pastes the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> I didn't. Yes. Uh, to set the That's scene, coconuts from Monty Python. Yes. 
I was six listener, coconuts. He's now going to read out the uh, thing to set the scene for the rest of the podcast about what's happening in the wonderful world of wrestling. We have developments, Matthew Gregg. Yeah, OVW, FCW. We do. And we also have developments on the WCW front. It's all been very quiet, but somebody's, quiet on the WCW front. somebody's blabbed to melts this week. Um, and he's given us the following. So the World Wrestling Federation is planning a significant overhaul in, in all aspects of its television, as well as a significant amount of changes to its roster due to the debut of WCW and the ever-declining ratings pattern. So this is going to be, I've truncated this. So they are breaking, they are looking at every aspect of their television offerings at the moment. So at the moment, whilst you have Raw and SmackDown, you have Heat on MTV, and then you also have Jacked, and metal and all those little syndicated programs and they are looking at everything and going are we getting the best out of all of this um and this will see some changes uh, in times to come uh, for jacked and metal especially i don't know how much longer they are for this world uh, as prospects they whether they go there's something more we can do with this and i feel like there's like every bit of tv at the moment because they are because wwf is struggling to get any kind of television deal from anybody for for this wcw prospect like they want to just look across their entire tv real estate portfolio and go look are we really maximizing everything that we're doing with this hour of metal this hour of jacked this superstars taping so they're gonna so possibly some changes along there very very soon uh, in terms of the plans for the wcw side of things anybody that they're gonna bring in with the ex you know that they were thinking of bringing in with the exception of Goldberg and Kevin Nash uh, are basically in now. So Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, who signed a deal this week to join the company, uh, was had a meeting at Titan. He's told all his friends that, oh no, I'm not doing it. I'm just, just I'm just gonna sit out my contract. Da, 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 da. And then he's off for a meeting with Titan. Uh, Buff Bagwell, Chris Canyon, Billy Kidman, Chava Guerrero, uh, and a few others who have gone to developmental. They're all in now. The plan is going to be, according to Vince McMahon a few weeks back, is to create two equal-sized promotions. Now, there are ideas that have been thrown around that are going to see WWF stars moved over to become WCW stars. This is not what some television stations wanted because, as we said before, one of the big selling factors in WCW getting its own time slot was going to be, well, if you're going to do a WCW show, we want the WCW stars. We want the WCW talent. So don't just put The Rock on a Saturday night. We want The Rock on Monday night, but then we also want Goldberg yeah. on a Saturday. And WWE have gone, oh, okay, we'll be back. Um, Again, just to interject, one of my favorite little things we discovered is them going to meet and going, yeah, all the top WWE guys are there. And the guy's like, what? You mean Hogan, Goldberg, Nash? And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, top guys. <laughs> we can't just shove hardcore Holly over there and go, shit. yes, HH will be there. Do you mean Hulk Hogan? <laughs> like I said, HH, do you mean Hulk Hogan? HH will be there. Um, now, funny thing is, HH uh, -H -H was, uh, was in the early days, according to this report by Meltzer that's been discovered recently, he was earmarked to go to WCW under WWF's new plans. But then, obviously, he's now injured, so they're like, well, we can't do that. I, I hate all this stuff they're talking about, and I hate what like a lot of what we've become. I think a lot of people mm. that watch WCW at the time would agree with me when it's like, this person's moving to WCW. It's like, that's... It's not what? moving. Yeah. No. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> it had its own identity of its own 
bunch of wrestlers and stuff like that. You can't just move them over. They and can. if they did move over like that, then you should go, I'm going over there. And then be immediately called his WCW name and be, that's ah, terrorizing. Yeah, you actually own the lineage of like yeah. where they came from. That, I would appreciate that more. Them change his gimmick, but just oh, it's Triple H, but he's coming out. He's a now a WWE guy. Time to play the game. Wow, that's great. That <laughs> oh, riveting. So yeah, this this whole thing of like this person does a, and this person's a former WWE World Tag Team Champion, even though they're never in WWE, was just like me as a stickler for that type of thing. Was like, eh, okay. But obviously, but this is interesting. Seeing they wanted two different. Um, Equal-sized rosters. Yeah, but realizing that it's not really going to work with what they want to do with what the networks are wanting, what is going to eventually become the brand split, the yeah. brand extension. That's exactly what it'll yeah. become. Um, initially, the um, there will be conversations that will start this week about giving WCW the last hour of Raw if they can't get a TV deal sorted. But again, because what they're trying to do here, this is part of this whole, literally, let's just take a step back and look at everything. Like, are we doing everything to the best of its ability? Like, Raw has always just been this two-hour block. Does it always, does it need to be? Can it be one hour, one show, one hour, another? Will that allow people to stick around? If it's if they have an hour of, of um, programs and storylines for one show, and then immediately another wrestling show follows with its own storylines, its own roster... So arguably, people say, well, we're going to stick around and watch two different wrestling shows. That sounds rubbish. <laughs> it sounds rubbish, but this is, they're trying to think, they're trying to think like... They're really just throwing any idea yeah, out there right now. They it's like, really Look, are. we bought it. What are we going to do with it? Mm. It's uh, like nothing. Uh, anyway, okay, such a fascinating period, by the way. If you didn't live during this period, then there's so many videos and so many people have different opinions on this period because it's such a fascinating it's amazing. clusterfuck. Uh, one of those names now, obviously with Triple H out of the picture, uh, the plan, according to Vince, would be with this new WCW uh, show will be to have the Kurt Angle-Shane McMahon feud bleed into it and have Kurt Angle as one of the top guys <laughs> in WCW. So move him away from WWF to put him on the WCW hour. Yeah, that makes sense. He's feuding with the guy who owns WCW, so he's going to then join WCW. I hate already. I'm yeah. glad this didn't happen. Yeah. Yep, yep. Rubbish storytelling. Um in terms of other considerations for the WCW roster, there's potential to have Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler move over to WCW and commentate. Uh, with Jerry Lawler obviously not around at the moment, there are meetings that they're trying to put together with Lawler to shoot this proposition of like, hey, come back, come work with Jim, but work on the WCW show and not Monday Night Raw. Uh, whether, and, and you know, as we know, we won't see Jerry Lawler for a while yet, so we know that doesn't happen. Um, but it's, again, a way of boosting... Um, Nitro by having an established commentator like Jim Ross doing that. And then and the the plan would seem to be looking at all the pieces across the Observer in Figure Four in terms of the commentary lineup. They want to do Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler for Nitro or for the WCW Hour. They want to move Michael Cole uh, and probably either have and probably leave, uh, Michael Cole and Taz or Michael Cole and Paul Heyman on Raw. So move Cole up to Raw. And then for SmackDown, they've been auditioning Joey Styles. Ah, I remember hearing about this. Mm. I think he declines the offer because he was making more in his current job than what they were offering. That's basically how Plus, this Plus, you goes. know, famous WCW announcer, Joey Styles. Mm. To be next to famous WCW commentator, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I would have hated this. I would have hated every bit of this. It would have been bloody rubbish. I'm glad it didn't happen. Uh, Mike Tanay and Scott Hudson under consideration oh, for these roles as well. Um, 
Gene Oakland and Bobby Heenan, it's a no for us, for both of those, because they say it feels too much like old WWF. I love the fact that they're building a WCW roster made entirely of WWF guys, but oh, uh, we can't have them on. They're too old WWF for the new WCW. Again, with all due respect to Bobby Heenan, one of the greatest of all time, the later days of his WCW run were not pretty or nice. I think he, he'd long since tapped out. He'd phoned it in by that so, point, hadn't he? All due respect to Heenan and everyone else, the legacy he'd behind, but that's, that was a blessing in disguise. And Mean Gene wasn't even a proper commentator at that point. Was that team he, he commentated? Like, I don't 86? Think, like, you, I think he, well, the last couple he commentated the Gimmick Battle Royal. Okay, yeah. The last thing he oh, did. Yeah. That one match. All right, put him on but TV. I do, but I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think they'd have him as a commentator. They'd probably be just like, you go to your backstage. Oh, backstage, yeah, I can see that. Boy. I think he's a backstage yeah. guy. But either way, that's that's not happening anyway. As you say, Mike Tanay, that's an interesting thing to think thought about because I'm not sure if his heart was in it or not at that point. Um, Scott Hudson was okay. He wasn't necessarily bad. He was actually all right a few times at WCW, but he had that one. It's him and Arn that have that one time. Yeah, oh, more of that to come. More of that to come. More of that, the, the shrill foreboding we're doing this podcast because, like I said, we're going to see some horrible bits before it gets good. Speaking of Arn, he, alongside Fit Finley, Ricky Santana, and John Laurinaitis, are set to be the dream team that will run the new WCW. <laughs> because the plan the is. The dream team, like OJ's defense. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is going to be. Because <clears throat> the reason that WWF want this to happen so badly is because then they can have a, like a really strong second touring brand as well as a second TV proposition. So the plan is that they would be as, you know, I say hands-off, but you know, Vince is never hands-off. But as hands-off yeah. as, as hands off as Poss and have Johnny A, Santana, Finley and Arn Anderson running WCW whilst everybody else just cracks on with the WWF side of mm. things. Um, so that's all got leaked this week to Dave Meltzer. And there's this Good job, Jericho. Well done, Jericho. <laughs> some of this stuff we'll kind of, we'll see as judging by how, some of the steps they make, you go, actually, that probably was what they were going to do. Some stuff turns out to be bollocks, as it always does. Yeah, with this, it's interesting to see what could have been mm. if some of it's been taken through. But do you know, like, it's fascinating, like, because 83 weeks of podcasts that you listen to every week, I've gone off it now, because it's just more interesting to talk about other shite. Um, but he is adamant. I think you may... Uh, where are you on the, um, Raw? Uh, we are March 1996. So we're just right, about, right. We're about to go to WrestleMania 12. Right. And where are you on Nitro? Uh, we are in February of 96. So oh, just going okay. into Super Bowl. Oh, so then there was that then, yeah, right. We're not... Yeah, we're a few months away. Because we're looking at this. It's a fascinating thing if you look at like when it comes up very quickly then. Like, about how it's generally accepted that Bulldog was very very close to signing a deal with WCW to then become the sixth no fifth member I think to join the NWO what a dream but then he Loves changed his mind dream. the last second and they went with the giant instead which is a bit abrupt and Bischoff is adamant that that was never the plan and Meltzer's an idiot but everyone else is like no that yeah he just came very close and then signed with Vince instead the last second but he's, just but like, he's so adamant that it wasn't it's like no no that's just bullshit but idea of Bulldog trying the NWO here I am in the now NWO the NWO the NWOOAH the NWO (laughs) Wigan Wigan Mines Wigan Mines (laughs) crawling out of the Wigan Mines (laughs) I've crawled out of the Wigan Mines we're here to take over take over 
on the Raw review this Hulk Hogan's got something to say <laughs> and he's going to say it now whether he likes it or not we're laughing tonight this on the Raw review from Monday uh, it's the first mention uh, in the Observer of Eric Bischoff approaching giant haystacks you reminded me when you did that voice coming for you Hulk Hogan I'm coming for you Hogan Loch Ness. Loch Ness in WCW. Yeah, he, they called him that because he's about as old as fucking Loch Ness. He's from the north. You look like in great physical condition. Giant haystacks. <laughs> That's right, I am. I said it on the Nitro review, but I'll say it. I'll just, I said it on the Nitro review and I'll say it again here. My favourite Giant Haystacks promo is when uh, Ken Waltman was interviewing him about um, the match with Big Daddy at Wembley. Uh, How are you getting ready for this match against Big Daddy? Well, Ken, this morning I weighed in at 38 stone. By the time I get to face Big Daddy, I'll be 43 stone. Oh, so you're just getting fatter. That's the strategy. <laughs> are you preparing for Big Daddy? Eating obesity. <laughs> That's the strategy. I just, I love it. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Right. Um, oh, two, a few more. Hey, here's a few little other victims of the WCW buyout that we don't think about. Go right? on. Oh, it's all this. Oh, sorry, go on. With the folding of WCW magazine, literally and metaphorically, uh, oh, <laughs> subscribers are being given the option of a refund or to resubscribe to the WWF magazine for the same price. <laughs> Never thought of that. Like, little oh. things to think about. Um, Wait, how is that? I guess they. I, I don't. Were they the same publisher? They then? must have been with like Comag. Yeah. They must have been. Everybody, everybody was in Comag in right across the That's board. Do you, read, do you ever read the WCW magazine? Uh, we. I keep seeing adverts for it on the Nitro review that we watch, and uh, it's. I imagine it's very similar to the WF magazine, where it's just yeah. like kayfabe with nice shiny pictures. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, they had a thing where they would ask one question to all the members of the roster, and Isn't it was nice. something like. Um, I don't remember this, but it was like, I have to try and find some scans, but it was like, what's the craziest thing a fan has ever given you? <laughs> everyone's responses. And so like Teddy, <laughs> Billy Kidman's like teddy bear. But Scott Steiner's was, his answer was, it needs batteries. <laughs> a remote control, anyway, brilliant. Yeah. What would it get? A little toy car. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, figure four also right this week. Another reason the WWF was stupid to give away all those old WCW rings. One former WCW wrestler who's been working out in the WWF ring says they are enormous and it's like running across a football field. He also said the WWF ropes, which are real rope, were a lot higher than the WCW ones, which are made of cable. I think part of the reason Hugh Morris almost killed Edge with a moonsault, which we will oh, see, Christian, it? Uh, it might be Christian, is because he was working in a new ring on a new set of higher, less springy ropes. I hope we don't see a rash of injuries in the first weeks of the WCW TV show from the guys who had, haven't had time to adapt to the new ring. Don't think about stuff like that. That They're different sized rings and they're different, made of different material. And oh, so Undertaker was t saying stuff about, oh, my gosh, we can't work. Oh, you got a point. Yeah, mm. he was he was in a different ring. He was he wasn't used to the ring. Yeah, Your Honor. I, <laughs> I mean, I was, I mean, I'd argue that, and, and and maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I'd argue that if I was told, hey, you're going to be working for our company, our ring's slightly different. I'd probably have a little practice. In it. Yeah. I might be speaking wildly out of turn. I might be speaking wildly out of turn. But again, things you don't think about. Um, from the Bret Hart mailing list. Yay. I would like to comment on the widespread internet rumor that I am returning to the WWF or WCW, one of which no longer exists. Same thing these days, says Brett. 
There is absolutely no truth to it whatsoever. The concussion that I sustained when Bill Goldberg ah. gave me a mule kick to my head on December 19, 1999, ended my wrestling career. A lot of people are throwing around the old never say never in wrestling, but this is the one case where I can tell you with certainty I will never wrestle again. Thank you for all sincerely wanting me to wrestle again. No one wants that more than me, but with a head injury like what I have, the risk is too high. I look forward to entertaining my fans in other ways, like occasional guest spots on TV. And I'm working on a book that I think you'll like a lot. To all my fans, oh. thank you for your loyalty and support. The adventure has just begun. He was working on that book. For a long time, <laughs> bless him. But yeah, uh, fuck Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned a new word whilst putting together this prep. Cyber squatting. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, this week, according to Figure Four, the WWF won a cyber squatting lawsuit mm. uh, against the owners of the domains WorldWrestlingFederation.tv, TheRock.tv. Undertaker.tv, StoneCold.tv, and Austin316.tv, and was ordered to turn them over to the WWF. I thought it was, I thought it was just a case of you buy them, and then they go, oh, well, can we have them? And you go, yeah. Yeah, but they'll charge million pounds. Loads. That's the idea. They get them and go, great, give us money. But they were like, uh, you know, we've got one of the strongest lawyer teams in the world. What's that? Fit Finley. Jerry Santana and Johnny Ace off the year. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the legal team's undefeated. Just ask Jesse Ventura. <laughs> um, those are all my notes uh, for what happened in the run-up to Raw this week. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey, Smackdown, rather. Gilbert Godfrey was annoyed because he got his... Gilbert Godfrey, like... I com. registered stonecold.tv! He said he did his... Uh, he's got cyber squatted. He was so annoyed. Because that was that was insulting to begin with, but it was even more insulting. It was how cheap he was able to buy it back off them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But surely it's a case of like, because I because I own at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Mm. Am I cyber squatting for a more famous Tom Campbell? No, no, no. The idea is for the back in the before the dot com uh, right. thing collapsed was that everyone on the website. So, so a lot of people, I say a lot of people, some people got a lot of websites and registered them. And then anticipated famous people like Steve Austin 316, Steve Austin 316.com, whatever, right. to come along and go, hey, I want that. Right. And I go, great, give me money. I'm not sure how effective it was. I've not heard any mm. stories of it, but that's, yeah, that's what the term used to be. But then it's like, who goes on websites now? It's true, actually. It's all yeah. very insulated. I think mo- most people go on websites now are wrestling people. God. <laughs> From cultholic.com new section to. The Colic.com news section. <laughs> right? And on that look, beautiful plug for our magnificent company website, let's have a look at SmackDown. Yeah. Last Monday, Linda McMahon tells Foley and Regal the main event of King of the Ring should be Benoit and Jericho versus Austin for the title. And everyone goes, who left the company and left you in charge? <laughs> oh, Vince and the Affairs. Right, right. Sorry about that. Woof. Um, Austin threatens Linda and Regal and then Vince himself before hugging Vince and making a crazy face. Mm-hmm. I loved that bit. Yeah. Austin attacks Jericho backstage to you know, make himself feel a bit better. And then, wait, it's the episode of Raw where it's Angle versus Benoit in the cage. Oh my God, that match was brutal. With both men diving off the top of the cage, uh, Angle trying to land the moonsault and missing, something replicate plenty of times and became Perk Angle in TNA. And Benoit landing the headbutt on his opponent with Austin slamming the door in Benoit's face 
as was the style at the time for every single cage match to ever exist. And then Austin continues to attack Chris post-match as Angle wanders off saying, he's sorry that happened, but wouldn't let that shit happen to me though. <laughs> <laughs> Which sets up, uh, witty wee, witty woo. We're in Baltimore, Maryland, the home of opiate addiction. <laughs> Oof. Tonight, Angle versus Undertaker. Huh. This is Angle versus Undertaker letting off some steam. Yeah. Because of all the whole because nonsense of somebody stalking his wife. Also, Jericho and Benoit take on Edge and Christian, even though they said they were going on their separate ways. Just like Journey, they lied to us. <laughs> anyway. No, I think they kind of, they kind of, did they, did they outright say, like, we're splitting up? Or is it more just a case that they were like, we're both in the King of the Ring? Good luck, yeah, good luck, yeah, good luck. I don't like, think they outright they went, said, hey, the Hardys have got two singles titles. Why don't we have them? Yeah, we should go separate ways. And they left, to get, they left together, which I think was supposed to be half a joke. Ah, right. But they are very close to that anyway, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well. It's a good way to start the show with four Canadians wearing long energy drink tights and three of them having the exact same haircut. <laughs> you can win Guess Who in one round. <laughs> Benoit gets a giant pop, just like that joke, because they're doing everything they can to make him look like a badass who can win the title easily. Christian versus Benoit starts and Chris doesn't get a what? Chris doesn't get much of a snap suplex. As Taz points out, this shows that he is still suffering from the cage match, and it's also proof that Benoit's human. I like that they play up that fact that he buggered up the move by going, Well, he, he had a bloody cage match on Monday. Yeah. Taz is, is improved so quickly yeah. on commentary. He's growing before our very eyes. Right now he's four foot ten. Jericho and Edge go at it until Jericho takes the majority of the blows as he's also suffering from Austin's attack on Raw. Christian attempts a splash in the corner. Jericho moves, causing Christian to hit it so hard you can see the ring move. Bully L. Christian, calm down. <laughs> he was very excited, wasn't uh, he? Benoit gets the hot tag and Germans both men, before looking the cross face away, giant pop. Edge bangs Benoit with a title while Jericho is fanning with the ref, so it's a double down. Now Christian wears Benoit down with Edge joining in for good measure, which means refreshed Jericho gets the hot tag to take out Christian off the apron. He splats with a thud before setting up the super duper plex. Hey, I thought ENC stopped doing that. Anyway, it looked a lot nicer than usual, so only one of them gets brained this time. <laughs> That's nice. But Benoit breaks up the pin with Air Canada and brackets other airlines available. Nice. Christian accidentally spears Edge, enabling Jericho to retain with a line salt on the future Moon the Bank guy. This told a lovely little story with all four guys doing their part well, but you could also tell that Jericho and especially Benoit were taking it easy, and I don't blame them. Well, no, because Jericho's going into this hurt. Um, he's, <laughs> you believe it or not, wow, this roster so I can't believe it, Tom. Paggard. The Observer saying that Jericho has been bothered by a herniated disc in his lower back, and he's working through it. Wow. Because, like, they need you. We need you. Don't leave. Yeah. Um, but despite that, this was a great match, and I would have been happy had they given it longer and done it later. See, I'm surprised that you would say that because it was already a long match to begin with. Give them longer, give them more. I Even mean, longer. They did a double down and a 25, two hard tags. 25 minutes. Good God, Tom. Work them. Work them to the deed. Stretch them. Make glue of Benoit. I'm just thinking more just to, you know, give the rest of a break on the show. Herniated disc. <laughs> yeah, fuck, you do 25 minutes. Yeah. Sucks, so. <laughs> but it's a tag match, so you can, you, you there are ways of make, taking it easy. Jericho's still getting used to that uh, weird WF ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I've only been in it for two years. Leave exactly. me alone. Yeah. 
Post-match, Edge is pissed at Christian for hitting him with a spear, and they bitch before leaving together. <laughs> oh. It's we're coming to the end and we're coming to the start. Yep. Of uh, it's a shame that w- what we get with Edge and Christian falls like slap bang in the middle of this other major yeah. storyline that's happening because I feel like has that other major storyline not been happening, you could have really put extra shine and focus mm. on this, but it kind of just gets lost in the in the mire, yep. which I think is a, one of the big negative points of that story that we're going to tell in yep. the months to come. I fully agree, Tom. LSD and Molly, which are both good terms for drugs, talk backstage and they read WDF magazine <laughs> with Spike for some reason holding up the cover so Triple H's face on the cover blocks his own. <laughs> Mind you, if I looked as haggard as LSD does in 2001, <laughs> I'd cover my face with Triple H's bollocks as well. Is it so they can say that Triple H was on SmackDown this week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Maybe Featuring Triple H. <laughs> right there. Or is it more just a case that they can go, this is what you could get if you renew with WCW Magazine. This is your, your new Boy, I sure I'm glad that WF Magazine is coming out rather than WCW Magazine. Right, Molly? What? you're talking about i feel weird like the, the whole they're reading the same magazine together i just feel weird i don't know whether again whether it's me like i mean some nights when when i'm in bed alex will show me a video on her phone and i'll sort of lean into her and we'll watch a video on her phone but I, I wouldn't sit there and read a magazine with somebody i feel like we need separate magazines yeah but then it's very antisocial then i reckon they were just backstage and they found it all right no we use, we'll use that as a prop let's see if we're in this <laughs> let's see if we're in it we're not bugger but anyway they get it that's, that's when like Molly's gonna get in his head and goes why aren't you on the front cover of why aren't you oh I don't know because of a headline Wrestlemania what do you think why aren't you Triple H at the moment Spike <laughs> maybe because I'm trying to work to feed our family oh yeah yeah I've been here like two months you're right why am, why am I not on the magazine already you're right <laughs> look I've got, I'm just here to get the debt collectors off me back leave me alone <laughs> Then the Dudleys show up and tell Juliet to leave. <laughs> Spike chose Molly over his family on Raw, according to them, and they chastise him for picking hoes instead of bros. The Dudleys vow to not help Spike if he gets in any trouble tonight, and Spike says, What kind of trouble could I get into? <laughs> wow. Shrill foreboding. Shrill. And that segues into, which I thought was funny, but it obviously doesn't come to, because. Trouble me, you know he's like Bubsy. What's yeah. it? What's what the could possibly go wrong? wrong? And he goes, "Well, <laughs> it's the fat bastard." <laughs> if Big Show was the trouble, I think Spike yeah. would have been fine. I ruined Kane's push in two thousand. Uh, it's <laughs> Big <laughs> Show. <laughs> it's Big Show in a qualifying match for King of the Ring, and his opponent is Raven. Oh. They have really shat the bed with the King of the Ring stuff because they were, I think it was either Figure Four or Observer who were saying like only like a couple of days ago did they properly put like the bracketology together mm. for it. Like we know Matt and Jeff had a had a qualifying match, but outside of that, they're just winging it with the King of the Ring, and it sucks because yeah. the King of the Ring. I love the King of the Ring, but this feels so half-hearted and half-witted. I think they've got their priorities on the WCW thing that they're like, oh yeah, oh everyone's packaged. Like can we just get through this more. Think mm. of the rest. But you could, I think you could have maybe, if you just put a little bit of laser focus on it, you could have used that as a device to kind of hide some of the the bollocks that's going on around it. I think maybe you could have, e- again, like their, their, their big fucking argument 
And this is what annoys me. As I was watching this match, and I was thinking about this. Their big <laughs> argument at the moment is, oh, we haven't had time to develop any stars. Like, oh, God, we've got no stars. We've got no top-level stars. Um, any chance you could help us put together this King of the Ring tournament? No, we're too busy because we haven't got any stars. If only there was a way <laughs> that we could make a star really quickly. Could you help us the King of the Ring? I can't help you with the star-making King of the Ring. I'm trying to find out the... A solution to the problem that we haven't got enough stars. It's there. It's there. It gets to the side. It gets to the side. Well, we know who's winning. It's like, all right, so fuck the rest of the show, which is a (laughs) tournament. It's like, okay. Uh, This is Show versus Raven, the battle of two uh, two guys who haven't found the same success they had in WCW yet. (laughs) They both go to WCW. They'd be fine. Oh, they come back. <laughs> there, and then it becomes the giant. In, there we go. The giant. Uh, sausage Fingers has the advantage to begin <laughs> with as they brawl outside and Taz shows his tough enough shirt. Oh, commentary. Attaboy. Uh, Show tries to dive at Raven, but he hits the ring steps, but recovers instantly to win with a one-arm choke slam very quickly. Huh. Okay. <laughs> big Show lets out a big yell of, I own you! As he choke slams him. Well done, well done, mate. You certainly do. Yeah. You've won a match. <laughs> Big Show yelling, pooned. All your base are belong to <laughs> us. <laughs> he tries to teabag and just kills Raven. <laughs> Steve Austin talks to Sergeant Slaughter backstage, who gets no Aww. pop. Austin sucks up to him. He wants him to sign his petition to say it's unfair. He should have to defend his title in triple threat at King of the Ring. Austin explains uh, as the... Petition. All right, he explains it like, okay, here's a petition. All right, sorry. All right, Steve Austin, that's me. Shouldn't have the Fender Style in Triple Threat. And that popped me. Mm. God, that got me good. Austin is going to present this to Linda on Raw. And he, uh, Sergeant Slaughter goes, oh, I'd love to, you know, because he's sucking up to him. And then he says something about his golf tournament, which I forgot was a thing. Yeah, his annual golf yeah. tournament that he puts on. So Slaughter got a little cheeky nod for, for that one. We'll talk about that, I think, in uh, in probably yeah. the weeks or so, a week or two to come because it's a little golf tour they have with some sort of mi- minor showbiz glitterati and some wrestlers raising yep. money for a charity. Yep, and he then makes, because uh, Kevin Kelly, Tom's friend, mm-hmm. then shows up and goes, Steve Austin, what's this? And Steve Austin's like, I think it's pretty fucking self-explanatory, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you, mate. I don't need to tell the story here. <laughs> I don't get it, a bit of paper and a pen, I mean... <laughs> What? Show not tell, jackass. What, what, what's happening? And then uh, he goes, yeah, yeah. You're going to sign it, right? And Kelly's like, of course I am, Steve. <laughs> now, just put, have these petition gimmicks ever worked? And Carlito Ooh. did one. Um, I swear there's been one against Teddy. Maybe that was it. Played against Teddy Long. But I don't think they've, they've worked or been good. Or I love the idea of this one working, though, where Steve goes, there you go, Linda. A thousand signatures. It's unfair. And Linda goes, Ah, that's, yeah, good shout. Okay, it'll be a singles match. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair, the people spoke. And then, like, all the arrests are mad at Kelly for doing it. <laughs> Kevin Kelly, you idiot. If you decline to sign it, be a man, Kevin. <laughs> Have you ever signed a petition? Uh, a few ones on change.org, yeah. Yeah, like any, like, particularly silly ones. Silly ones now, when you sign the serious ones. What about you? Uh, I can't think of any. Nah. Good talk. Good bit, that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they can't all be singers. They can't all be singers. That was our Big Show versus Raven for the night, all right? Earlier today, before we started recording this, uh, Adam and I did news, and I was running a few minutes late, 
I said, oh, sorry about that. He said, I said, I sat here and I went, I was just, I had to take a call from Scottish Power. Um, and I went, oh, yes, yeah, I'm just, I'm changing my tariff. And Adam went, is that, is that it? I said, yeah, it's not a funny story. <laughs> it's just the truth. I'm, nothing exciting happened in the call. I'm just changing my tariff. Tom is the walking embodiment of that story. I'm always one of these like dodgy stories or whatever, like um, when the circus is on fire. And then so like a clown spotted and went, oh Christ, who so goes up the front and tells everyone, the circus on fire, the circus on fire, and everyone applauds. <laughs> like, no, 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 the circus is on fire. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. Tom the clown, no one better. He's like, fuck. <laughs> it's that Peter K line, isn't there, where he goes to the cinema with his mum. And uh, there's like a there's like a, a buzzing noise oh, yeah, over yeah, the I screen, <laughs> and he goes to the, goes to the clerk at the front and goes, "Excuse me, uh, theatre five is buzzing." And he goes, "Ah, oh, nice one, cheers, mate." I'll let manager know. <laughs> and he goes, "No, dickhead, I'm not Barry Norman. I'm not reviewing it." <laughs> Barry Norman. Barry Norman. <laughs> there's our old British reference for the week. Uh, That's that code of film. The thing is, <laughs> yeah, they all talk like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, his. 
with these tickets. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> just having a normal it's the conversation. circus on fire, Tom. <laughs> Screen fire's buzzing. <sighs> uh, now, the yeah. other line in here, right? So obviously, Dean makes light of the fact, well, I'm married, blah, 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 blah. But this time I'm having a little cheeky non-day. He says, right... I w- I'm worried because ab- it's a double date because Saturn's fucking mental. Yeah. Um, but he says, my friend has set me up with his mom on a date and I don't want to screw it up because I think she's really into me. We then meet the woman. Mm. She looks like she's early 20s. Which makes me think that Dean's best friends are children. Don't make it weird. <laughs> it's weird. Because he, he says, oh, my best, this is my friend's mom. I was like, fuck how old you mate? I missed this with the, the, the three pages of exposition he gave as he was walking. <laughs> Gee, gang. Gee, Terry Runnels. Um, it's a double date. Yeah, even though I'm married. I forgot the writing of this. I forgot the Perry sat. fucking right. It'd be great. You're going to double date. I'm married. We did this entire thing. Whatever. <laughs> Just go and say it. I'm married. And I have to say, like, why am I, why am I suddenly dating someone with a wedding ring? Well, you've been set up. Someone's mom talked to you. All right, and then they forgot, and yeah, this 20-year-old last shows up, he's like, <laughs> right. Uh, wow, the great writing, it only, only continues. Uh, of course, Dean's lass is like twice the size of him, bless him. <laughs> Why didn't he work so, in so WWE? normal height then. Oh, <laughs> it is the definition of that meme where you see 5'11", Guy, six foot woman, <laughs> all the way up here. <laughs> anyway, Perry, uh, of course, is brain damaged, and uh, <laughs> so tall lass is sorry, sorry, normal sized lass is like, hello, Dean, hello, hello, Terry, hi, hello, Perry, and he says something wacky, and I've just put like brain, Perry Sutton is brain damaged, and then, oh, and then Milango goes, oh. It's going to be a long night. And I went, you bet your ass there's more of these. <laughs> I the night is going to be as long as her. Dean <laughs> should have looked at the camera and gone, it's going to be a long night. Audience applause. <laughs> you pretty much did it. I love Lucy. Steve Malenko, an episode of King of Queens tonight on UPN. <laughs> I love Lucy. It's sponsored by Daz Deodorant. Um, yeah, this... <laughs> This is. I love uh, Lucy. Sponsored by CTE. <laughs> it's good for your head. <laughs> Wash your hair, even you, Perry, with your broken fucking brain. Can't remember where you. <laughs> even Perry can use it. This Perry drinking shampoo. Can't remember where you put your keys. Have someone hit you with a chair from behind. <laughs> CTE makes you thinking. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, brother. Uh, Matt Hardy, the European champion, heads to the ring. As Taz insists, the camera stop looking at him and focus on Lita instead. <laughs> He's wrestling Kay Quick, who is wearing his finest 1970s dad raincoat. He really That's a very specific is. thing, because my dad had one of them. And he Did only, he? He only got it out once. We were out this lovely To place. wrestle Matt Hardy. <laughs> we're out, please. Just having a look at the scenic route of Yorkshire, wherever the hell we were that day. <laughs> you wear it. <laughs> me, 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 brother, just laughed. <laughs> a transparent raincoat, and it was it was really pissing down. I mean, you really need it, but we're like, we had normal coats that were not transparent, so we could see. And we're like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> you look like our pencil cases. 
And we had a photo of this of this one moment. We had that in our house for years. <laughs> but it was like thinking about it, it's like, remember that time when you wore that shit coat and we laughed at you for like a day and a half? <laughs> That's Yeah, true. it was so great. I thought I'd develop the film for this. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's the tr- that's true British families, isn't it? That's yeah. The, that's the true British family. Remember that time you wore a really shit coat? We all laughed at you. Yeah, we took a photo. <laughs> that's the true story of the British family. It families. was so rubbish. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, crowd chant for leader. Kay Quick nearly sends Matt in the leader, who was on the apron, and still no one cares about him, despite his agility. Man, sorry, Matt finally gets a pop when he removed his shirt. It also gets high-pitched cheers and low-pitched boos, which I thought was great. Yeah, boo! <laughs> Put your shirt back on. <laughs> Quick goes to the top rope and yells, ah, to mock the Hardys before jumping in a twist of fate to end it. Quite a heelish thing. Yeah. This was the last SmackDown match, as without Road Dog, he is like William Shatner's wife, dead in the water. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I'd go, instead of making a Barrymore joke, I'd go someplace <laughs> else there. I know William Shatner killed his wife. <laughs> well, that's the police not popping around his Shatner's house. Not enough people talk about that. Anyway, go on. <laughs> not enough people talk about that. So the Coltonic Classic Smackdown review is definitely the place where we should hold Shatner to, to, to it. <laughs> we should hold Shatner this to it. This is me it. doing my, my dream of being Norman Donald. Where? Shatner killed his wife. Whatever I know that. You see, the thing is, William <laughs> Shatner killed his wife. Who did not oh. beam her up, Scotty? If, Shat- if Shatner emails this week, I'll be with you. Shat the bed. <laughs> Shat the bed. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? <laughs> Would the headline be if he got arrested for that? Shat the bed. Yes. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? Uh, I can't remember. I thought it was a fight. Fine match. Sad that Shatner's wife died. Uh, sad that Kate. <laughs> God, she suffered the wrath of Khan. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, sorry. If I get, sorry. I'm gonna. If anything's gonna cancel me, it's gonna be this particular podcast. I'm just spreading the news that that very suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Look, we rag on Barrymore now, all the time. No, now it's, now it's on no, your favourite Star Trek. We've oh. never mentioned Barrymore on this podcast. Not? Oh. No. That makes a change from no, Colin Holly. <laughs> no. Barrymore jokes are exclusively on our Twitch channel on a Tuesday night at six with Adam Petiti. Oh, that is I've been misled. <laughs> misled, said Father Christmas. <laughs> going to work. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Bring the um, <laughs> But no, we've never made. I don't think we've ever made Barrymore jokes oh. <laughs> on this particular. Whoops. But we have now, obviously. <laughs> Um, it's it's what we can add to the pool. Um, I think K Quick. Any other time, it's weird because again, like we're, we're at a point where we should be making stars. K Quick's bloody good. Transparent jacket aside, K Quick's good. I mean, in There's terms of what he's there, in terms of what he's able to do, yeah, absolutely. But oh, like him without Road Dog, it was just the crowd stunned silence every time. Didn't know how to react to him. He was like, Mike McFly busting out a guitar solo. They're like, you're not going to like, you're not going to appreciate this, but your kids are going to love it. But you know how you make him? You know how you make him at this point? You put him as a ringer in the King of the Ring. Yeah. You I agree with that, have, I agree. You have him win an opening round. You have him get by a quarterfinal. Maybe he runs into Angle in the semifinals. And, and Angle beats him in the semifinals. 
but like you but by but in virtue of getting that far and that has a really competitive showing against angle maybe maybe you haven't peaked pin pin cut angle i think at this point they were like but you need yeah, stars. I know. I mean, I agree. But beggars I think they, cannot they, be choosers in this company at the moment. <laughs> beggars cannot be choosers. That's literally what they're doing. Yeah, that's it. I just find it funny how, like, you've, you, you know, the issue they've got is there's no stars near the top, and you have got this sort of periphery of good people mm. who, if there was time and there was cause, you could make into names. And K Quick's one of them. But then I guess. We're about to see a big influx of WCW talent, and then K Quick gets lost. Yeah, he's one of those dudes who's like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, mate, wrong time, wrong bad timing, bad timing." Had had the WCW invasion not happened, maybe K Quick would have had a a stronger run. I agree with that. Uh, They could have made a start out of him in in the year, but hey. But enough of K Quick. I mean, we've got put priorities on uh, Austin continuing petition mania backstage, and now antagonizes Jr. He's like, "Ha ha ha! Look at you, you owned your shit. You're like a million dollars." Come on, come on. Stone cold, stone cold. Ah. And then JR signs it because he's a bitch. JR says, I'll sign. I always remember, for some reason, I remember JR going, I'll sign this under duress. I don't know why that line stayed like, with me. I'm not thinking because I'm doing that like Joe Pesci thing of duress. What? What? You don't want to do it? I'm just kidding. Staring. Austin's, Austin's great. Staring, you're like, oh. Austin's really finding his, his new sound, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. It, it's working. These segments are very repetitive, but he's, you know, he, him himself has found his feet, as you said. Mm-hmm. Blast of the Night, brought to you by all 99 circles on the JVC GigaTube. What a Guaranteed hot mess. to bust your fingers. <sighs> Maybe you try picking it up. Burglar proof, they called this. Because <laughs> no burglar wants to fucking take it. <laughs> Austin talks to Regal on Raw and then beats up Dejiri. Okay. And I've typed here, Gigatube, use Thunderbolt. Gigatube! <laughs> <laughs> Jerry getting, uh, getting amongst it with Austin, I, albeit getting a shoe in. I was going to say, well, more on that later mm. on. Anyway, here's Sarah Nectar to getting stalked. <laughs> uh, this hotel room! As Tom, as Tom pointed out last week, it's amazing how dull these are. The stalker just can't get enough of watching Sarah drive, Sarah, whatever, drive a car. Sarah putting the bins. Sarah bottles in recycling. Ooh la la. <laughs> anyway, stalker looks through her pants in a hotel room. That's not even the best part. And then leaves it. It's not even the best part. Uh, oh, go on then. I am. I'm in Sarah's hotel room, Undertaker. Oh, this is where you're keeping her safe. <laughs> The, the room is sparse, with the exception of a drawer with some knickers in. Above it, an Undertaker 8x10. Oh, yes, yes. I knew you'd go to that. <laughs> Why is that there? Ooh. Have I got the right room? <laughs> you! <laughs> I wouldn't have known it was the right room otherwise. What's the picture of Adam Bob? <laughs> oh, <Damn> shit! <laughs> camera just like runs away. <laughs> Adam Bob get out of the shower going, The fuck you doing? Why was there an eight by? I have a. I couldn't quite tell by the camera, but I think there was two eight by tens. I thought it was just folded. It might be like folded. Like most folded posters you get with the magazine, off, which the stalker never misses because, as a former <laughs> WCW guy, he now gets it free of charge. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, I, I've put these stink. DDP's <laughs> DDP's gimmick should have been the stinker. What if? <laughs> I don't want to 
also in my head I'm just going okay so Sarah clearly apparently wasn't in the room <laughs> what if, what if she was she was taking a big dump <laughs> you just he's like going oh, in your room when you ask room under when you ask room under who oh, the fuck is this then and then just from the bathroom you just hear I hear your wife taking a shit. <laughs> From the bathroom, you just hear. Oh, that one works. She takes out her false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a radio play, is it? No, no, no. Yo. Aha, your wife's changing the horse in the bathroom. Then you had a glass of toast. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> God, how can we be sick? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so bad, but I'm so sorry. Tom is working hurt like Jericho. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What a glass of toast. <laughs> I, have to give, I have to give context to that because I'm very aware that I'm just, oh. just... We've just laughed like shit oh, out and I've given no context. Um, Shattered. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the... Uh, so there's um there's a comedian. Um oh what was it? I can't remember the guy's name, so I'm just gonna have to <laughs> just gonna have oh, to look it's at my it. favourite bit as it's, well. It's okay, it's Mick Miller. Mick Miller, that's him. So Mick Miller was uh he did oh. he was doing he was acting at a radio play, but the only prop he had was like a glass and some vodka. But he was making so he was like going so oh. Noddy woke up and he, he turned the tap on and you just hear like the glass yeah. pouring and he drinks some vodka. He went downstairs and, and made a cup of tea. He pours the vodka and has another one. Then he has a glass God, he's of got a big sink, hasn't he? <laughs> he's got a big sink, hasn't he? He's pouring more water in. And then he goes, oh, and then he had a glass of toast. <laughs> and a runny egg. And a runny egg. Then he goes, then he goes, uh, he goes to wash his, he goes to wash his, uh, his face. Look, 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 look. And he goes, sorry, I think I'll have a bath. <laughs> Such a good bit. Such oh. a good bit. Oh God. Oh. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. We made the show. We, we made chicken salad God, out of that chicken that. shite, didn't we? Michael Collins has talk about how bad and emotional these stinker bits are. Oh. Anyway, his X Factor talking. Uh, X Pac says they suck, and they need <laughs> titles to be taken seriously. It's just incredible that Albert nearly come to blows about how bad they are. No, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. <laughs> Anyway, Kurt Angle shows up to remind them that gold is everything. 
Angle says if they work as a team tonight, they could be really beneficial. Uh, they agree. And Angle says, fantastic. You know, you help me with Undertaker, I'll help you later on. And he goes, hey, you know if you say your name twice, it sounds like just incredible. How about that? <laughs> and I remember that more than anything else just incredible did in WWF. That's my one thing he did. <laughs> if he ever gets in the Hall of Fame, that should just play that bit twice. <laughs> anyway, on a new episode of Shasta McNasty, Shasta's friend Perry, who was born without a brain, is forced to do segments. <laughs> Written by his boss, who was born without a soul, with hilarious consequences. Do you remember the zinger from Perry as it starts? Oh, his zinger. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> Give us it. And that's why orphans like porridge. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Perry, you're so funny. Yeah, Dean's normal-sized date thinks Perry is hilarious <laughs> as he asks the waiter if they serve dinosaurs. <laughs> She loves it. Dean complains loudly. <laughs> oh, this isn't good. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like I'll have to wank tonight. <laughs> the odd couple. <laughs> now replacing WCW Thunder. <laughs> there is no reaction to any of this from the crowd. And you know they're there because as soon as we cut to William Regal's bloody war, bloody room, they pop huge at the sight of Regal and Tajiri. Willie praises Tajiri on taking a beating instead of Regal. Cheers, pal. So, to reward him for his good behavior, he's getting a match tonight. His first match, his debut. Uh, fuck 97. Uh, 97 will happen. Um, Regal explains not only that, it's a King of the Ring qualifier as well. Explained this by pointing at the picture of the queen he has behind Regal. In much the same way, I would point at that picture of my dad wearing that coat whenever there was a dull moment in our house. Dejiri appears to understand, but then Austin shows up and Dejiri immediately hides behind Regal. Uh, Austin apologizes and wants their signatures. Regal, of course, obliges. He explains it to Dejiri. Right, 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 your bloody name there. Dejiri uh, bows to Austin, uh, instead of shaking his hand, and then Austin bows to Dejiri. Dejiri tries to shake his hand. And Austin gets sick of this and sods off. Crowd pop for that. It's the it's it's the it's the equivalent of that bit when you're walking down the street and you try and oh, get past okay, somebody yeah. and they go left and you go left and you go right. So they, you can't quite pass them and yeah. you get annoyed with everything in the world and you you punch them in the face. You may not punch them in the yeah. face. Big pop when Tajiri, when Regal went, hey, you've got your yeah. first bloody match tonight. The crowd go wild for Tajiri. Loads of love for Tajiri. We need to make stars. Why can't we make stars? If only there were some stars. Kate Quick is that little lamb in the Simpsons episode when another cuter lamb steps in front of them. And that lamb is Tajiri. <laughs> Hello, you. <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm actually going to move the lamb out of the way, Kate Quick. Fuck it. Tajiri should have been the ringer in the King of the Rings tournament. Mm. Like, have the, him in the, the tournament, the like, the burn ring. his way through, and then maybe get to angle, and then maybe drop out after a competitive oh, no, because, match. But then Rhino was a lamb in front of Tajiri right now. But ah, right. Anyway. Undertaker is here. Oh, I wonder what the smell was. <laughs> Angle is furious that Shane Mac attacked him while he was talking on Raw for no reason. Uh, we zoom in on a sign in the crowd that says Kurt Wangle. Oh, that's good. That's like that. Kurt wants Shane Omaka King of the Ring the street fight and he'll prepare by being up Undertaker tonight. Hopefully with X-Factor helping out. Sorry, someone just sent me, there's a lot of messages in the Slack right now saying I've been bugging him and I'm like, oh, it's not about me, is it? Let me just quickly check this. Is it? I don't know, they're all talking on Slack about oh, something. Quick work chat, Slack break. 
yeah, two seconds, very professional. <laughs> people are, we're bugging you. I'm like, I'm working. Tom, leave all this in. It's good. Um, uh, but we, yeah, we so angle. I'll I'll carry this bit on. Yeah, so sorry. Undertaker's out. He's he's in a bad mood, emotional roller coaster because you know some bloke watching his wife have a shit in a hotel room. Uh, Kurt Angle is also in a bad mood because his speech was interrupted on Monday, uh, and he wants you know he wants to get his own back and he gets his revenge on Shane McMahon. So therefore, he throws down the challenge to Shane McMahon for a street fight at the King of the Ring. That is the thing that's happening. We have ourselves the feature match with Shane and Angle, one that will very much live in infamy. Uh, this uh, Angle and Undertaker match uh, is a brawl from the off, if memory serves. It certainly is, to prepare us for the street fight coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, someone has a sign said that. Angle takes it Undertaker to start and gets a lovely suplex, which is a nice way to demonstrate the difference between the Angle of 2000 the Angle of today. Undertaker gets sick of that and hits Kurt with the ring steps, the DQ, attacks Angle to noticeable <laughs> boos. Wow, good lad, uh, Undertaker there. Ooh, yeah. really hard, are you? You took one <laughs> suplex and went, oh, he's not soft anymore. I'll hit him or something. <laughs> then X-Factor run in and they immediately get dunked by Undertaker <laughs> with X-Factor available taking choke slams and then more. Does Credible take a, a last ride? I put, all I put is it gets dunked by Undertaker. Yeah, Thanks, they, lads. They get battered. It wasn't even worth typing up. Undertaker's in a shitty mood because somebody's watching his wife have a shit. Stop saying that. Austin <laughs> continues petition well, mania. It stinks in here. Blah, blah, blah. Austin can't remember the dude's name. Nothing here apart from Taz going, who was that guy he got a signature on? <laughs> I don't know him. He was the guy on the phone, wasn't he? In the phone booth. No, no, no. That was the guy who was like, you can't believe what happened. This is the guy uh, backstage. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, backstage, dude. How you doing? You do a great job, whatever it is you do. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Mike. All right. Uh, Mick. Mike. Whatever. Sign my thing. And Taz is like, who's that? Right. Oh, yes. yes, <laughs> T yes. Tess, sorry. Taz saving his bit. <laughs> Him, meanwhile, Test, the game-playing bastard, <laughs> is here to take on Rhino, two of the best mid-card lads of 01. Test bangs him around because he's twice his size. And as Sabu put in his autobiography, Test is declined to sell to anyone who's smaller than him. Uh, Rhino takes some bin lids, but Rhino has enough and absolutely twats the fire extinguisher across his ribs. Bloody hell, mate. Taz, <laughs> Taz amplifies this by saying, wow, that sounded like you, Cole, after too many beans. <laughs> that was his commentary, Cole. <laughs> Sounds like Sarah taking a shit. <laughs> Stop it. I've just realized that the stalker is avid Merian. Yeah. I'd love to see you take a shit. Tast what are you wearing down I below? I said Tast then. She said in the fucking Abbott Marion. <laughs> Tast superplexes. No. Rhino threw a bin and then Pump Handle slams him for two. Damn it. Rhino's bringing the big guns Rhino's in. a beast this week. Dark or title match. So Test sets up a table in the corner. So Rhino <gasps> runs into a clothesline. Crowd be like, here comes again. Oh, no, no. oh, I feel sad. That was good. Do the tease. Uh, Test sets it up in the middle of the ring instead. And they tease a power bomb. Uncle slam from Test. Misses the table. All right. So then Test puts him on the table and delivers the top rope elbow. Shades of 99 Test. Mm. Even better version of Test. But then, uh-oh, WCW, what are you <laughs> doing here? <laughs> Shane O'Mac. Oh. Test's old rival is here to dance and look middle-aged already. Again, the high bit rate in the shows is helping no one. No. And he's brought with him the latest WCW person, Stacy Keebler. Hey! Yeah! Wow! So anyway, 
they head the ring and they're like, what's happening here? Uh, Rhino gets distracted by those legs. We all did. Those legs of Stacey Keebler on the uh, the ringside area. Whoop. I remember the word now. The hardest part of the ring. She was so uh, <laughs> Test big boots him with a bin, and he is a new hardcore champion. That, the Keebler debut was very fun. I was like, oh, oh, and obviously Rhino distracted by, you know what. But thinking about it, Rhino was already fucked after the table bit. Yeah. A distraction was not needed. The astraction was overkill, but it worked, and Test is a new hardcore champion. Good for him. I hope he enjoys it. That's a long run. Oh, our boy is a champ again. He is. I'm so happy every time Test wins a belt. Yeah. It's like I feel like I feel like we've been we've been riding him to do well by taking the piss out of him. Give him the, the Test storyline. It would have made sense almost if he was not distracted by the Fenton Chance because he was too busy playing Konami Crazy Races for the Game Boy Advance. That's probably what it was. Because probably straight. <laughs> Steph, why isn't why isn't Peter Brunsley in this year? <laughs> Stacey Keebler um, walking out. This is the, a bit I remember from SmackDown. I would have been 17 at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, she blew my mind. That was, she wore immediately in love with Stacey Keebler, as I think many around the, the mm. around the world were. I'd seen her as Miss Hancock in, WW, in WCW, mm-hmm. but she looked incredible here. And uh, and 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 away from like the the horn dog teenager element of it, it kind of felt like a big deal because like that's somebody from that is somebody ostensibly from WCW, who is just walking down the ramp on WWF like that's cool. And then the pl- and then after she shakes her bottom and distracts Rhino, and everybody else for that matter, then the police turn up and escort them out. I thought even that looked cool. Like mm. the police going, right, come on, you're not meant to be here. I think even that looked good. Yeah, because uh, Shane tells WF that WSW is heating up and leaves in his limo that now has the red WSW logo as the license plate. Mm, the new logo. The crap one. The, the one I've got a shirt of. Have you got a t-shirt? Uh, I Can you wear it when we do the invasion, of baby? Of course. Thank you, Of course mate. I will. Austin does the exact same bit, but with Howard Finkel. Uh, this show feels very 1999. Well, this is, this is like... Triple H would normally have like a million yeah. segments, uh, but Triple H obviously is injured, so he can't. So Austin is filling in the gap of having a million segments on this show. I'm about to do the exact same thing. What? Over and over again. Crash Holly is here for his King of the Ring qualifier after last year getting to the final four after beating Bull Buchanan. Crash usually wears a WF Attitude shirt. He's not wearing one tonight, but boy, does he have the most I'm losing face on him oh. you've ever seen probably livid that like he's been cracking on for ages as Mike Lockwood and all of a sudden everyone just loves Tajiri it's like well, yeah you're, you're losing to Tajiri yeah he's taking on the order. debuting Tajiri who has a big ass ECW chant already mm. as people who love his segments of Regal as also the C- ECW fans which is something Justin Incredible did not get to point out so I wasn't sure if that was just uh, because of the places they were at Maybe they love ECW in Baltimore or because it's just incredible. I think well, Justin Incredible's been been part of the WWF now for a little while now. So yeah, I think but he's, he never he's... got them initially. So I was listening. Well, That's I interesting. That. Yeah. Has got them every time he did anything, but JC did not get them. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Tajiri super kicks Crash off the apron and his whole body language and face expressions are on point. He'd already mastered them in ECW by this point, so he knows mm. what to do. He's really hamming it up, but in a beautiful way. He hard chops uh, 
to you in the uh, sorry crash line the whole, uh, corner I forgot how to talk I beg your pardon and he sets up the upside down tree of woe low drop kick which you don't see nowadays no I really like it as a move yeah because uh, Mick Foley would do that as well but, but when, you're, when you're down. a lighter guy like to do in Crash Holly R where you can get the height on it isn't there somebody else who does that? I haven't seen. I swear I haven't seen that in forever. Where someone does like a drop, a low drop kick, but like they jump almost. Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Regal looks unimpressed. Almost uh, surprising. Yeah. Like, like wow, he can wrestle, which I think makes it. As Dajiri continues to impress the crowd as well, locking in the tarantula to a giant pop as well as Taz calls him. That calls the move. Yeah. Crowd chant ECW some more. Mr. gets a forward suplex and then kicks Crash in the fucking face to win. <laughs> Regal is so happy as we all are. A perfect debut. Oh, my God. Stunning debut. A star is born. Yeah. A star is born. I'm really... Killer Cross get fucked. This is a debut. This is how you do it. Regal's perfect with Tajiri. The crowd are into him. Like, an, a, another, another, another story, another, another character that kind of it got lost in the mire of what's to come I I I, you think, I think it's the opposite I remember this period Dajiri actually standing out because also in the debut there was like you know oh Sean O'Hare Palumbo whatever and it's like yeah I'm, I'm Dajiri I can get over anyway I remember you know. one bit with Regal once the, the invasion got underway in like the early days of the invasion I remember there was a backstage promo I think it was on Raw where Regal fires up Tajiri to go and oh. defend the WWF. And I think it's coming. And it's just it's a brilliant Regal promo, mm. but it's directed at Tajiri. And it's okay. great. Um, but I feel like, I, but, uh, yeah, it, he did well. Like he, he won the US title briefly, I believe. Him and Rhino feuded over it. Him and Rhino feuded uh, over it. Cruiserweight, and then the tag team title with Eddie Guerrero. But I feel like in a time where there wasn't a WCW invasion happening at the same time, I think Tajiri could have potentially had a, a very different stronger spotlight on him I, I think, think given how WF was at the time I think with Tajiri not being 8 foot tall or be able to speak English I think he hit his there was a wall he, at the ceiling wasn't there yeah there was at that point nowadays you know the, oh like, my the, god yeah yeah, yeah. With, the, with the with the sort of the, the world that's mapped out at the moment yeah. yeah but no I think he did I think he accomplished a lot either way bloody yeah. good debut bloody ah. good debut ah and after that Austin, something, something, Big Show Toilet, something, something, signs it, something, farts, something, something, no pop from the crowd, something. Crowd aren't buying this for some reason. I have no idea why. Hey, get ready for the exact same bit. Get ready to laugh. It's almost like they're just running the same gag over and over, and it's it's run its course now. We don't know nothing about it's that. It's almost like that's what's happened. And even with the it's best... It's almost like... It's almost like... A joke has been done so many times... <laughs> The that people are sick of hearing it. You see, hearing the, the wicked minds. <laughs> the joke is that my joke has been done a lot of times. That's why I'm doing this bit. You see, the joke is that the joke is that this bit's been done many times, and that's why it's funny. It helps to introduce new bits, like William Shatner killing his wife. <laughs> it keeps the product fresh. The joke is that Shatner killing his wife is that the joke is. The joke is that the joke is. I've lost how many and jokes. Held, and also helps you've got good notes, unlike mine, which just says, WF Sunday night is this Sunday. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Normal sized hot model who Dean wants to stomp all over him. 
I don't think we've I don't think we've talked enough about the fact that I don't think we've talked enough about the fact that Austin asked Big Show to sign his petition whilst he was having a shit. I don't think we've given that the No, the I think we gave it way more time than needed. <laughs> I disagree strongly. It's just He's having a shit! He's having a shit! I can't get it. Big a, Show's fat. He's, he's having a shit. shit. Now we have. Um I just I find it hilarious how that star has plummeted for like a guy <laughs> who Vince toilet. was like I want him we did a thing on the Classic Nitro review this week right where somebody had written an, uh, an email to classicoccultholic.com and Hello. asked Sam and I like in 96 if there was sort of like a prisoner exchange between mm -hmm. WWF and the new generation era and WCW who would you swap you could swap anybody Ooh. who would you swap in 96 in 96 and I said Ooh. I would move uh, from WWF to WCW, I'd move Owen Hart. Mm. So I love the idea of Owen Hart having those bangers with like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, yeah. et al. And then from WCW, I would move the giant at his youngest, at his healthiest, oh. at his most mentally malleable, stick him yeah. in there with The Undertaker and, 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 and spend the next two years keeping him on the straight and narrow. And then by 1998 and 1999, you've got somebody that you can build the company around. Yeah. Well, it's 95 he was a rotten promo. 96 he was getting there because he was just yelling. Yeah. But he ha had that energy, which he doesn't have as a big show because he's sh too busy shitting. Yeah, then, but now, exactly. But then I think had WF been able to bring him in earlier, they would have had all those younger years yeah. to make him into something as opposed to a wrestler who is sat having a shit in a promo. Mm. Same. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to normal-sized uh, woman yeah, and De Dean. Yeah, Dean exemplifies the highlights of being a short person because you can just get an average-sized woman and she can still stomp all over you. Um, she's enamored with Perry Sutton. So Dean goes, I've got an idea here. He tries to pretend to have CTE <laughs> and she doesn't get it. No pop, no pop, no pop is what I've written here. Jesus Christ. Like a, like a, like a sold out tuck shop. No pop for oh. any, any of this. Yeah. The model reacts. The crowd's mood is just, doesn't react, doesn't get it. <laughs> anyway, cool test <laughs> is the new 24 seven hardcore champion. And he says, what are going to do? He's going to play games 24-7. Yes. And like, he can do that on the go with the new Game Boy Advance. <laughs> did he actually? No, no. I no, he did not say it. that, Tom. Bloody I, hell. I was hoping he said we're going to play games in some sort of weird little no. future echo throw to us to go, what? Play games? No, I'm not going to exchange the title to me, to you, to me, to you, like it's Snoopy Tennis. Um, <laughs> like and it's he hints Chuckle Brothers. that Shane McMahon is his friend. <laughs> which, given the WCW thing... Was like, is that supposed to be there for us to go, hmm? Because that would become a storyline later on. But then it doesn't matter because we get more from the stinker. <laughs> he was having an ascent. Uh, was and uh, again, so he's stalking Sarah at the pool. You if you were being stalked and you knew you were being stalked, because obviously she watches this show because she loves the Shasta McNasty Hogan, uh, would you have an essential day out going to the pool? Um, well, Undertaker thinks he's got away with it because he she's got a security guard with yeah, her. Yeah, and he laughs because obviously he does a great job. It looks like mass transit. Um, and uh, I thought it'd been funny if if like, Undertaker's watching and he sees like Sarah and the security guard, and they just start making out. <laughs> what a twist on the tail! The thing was like that piece of shit. That should be me. Well, as I can see, the, wait, what she do? Stop it! Stop no, wait, it! Yeah. Wait, Stalker doesn't do that. He's like. While they're making out, I can go. 
Steal one of her sandals. <laughs> I'm going to give it a good sniff. What are you going to do, Undertaker? I'm going to kill that security guard. <laughs> I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> going to beat your ass. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. Right. Uh, also, here's one of, the, it's one of the reasons why this story doesn't work at all and demonstrates the period of wrestling that we're in. I think it's relevant to what we, the email we got early on from that person who says to stop watching wrestling because, you know, lads love lads. The only reaction of this entire segment, if only the, the Stinker segments this week, and probably last week and future weeks as well, is when Sarah is in a bikini and goes to a swimsuit and goes in the pool and the male crowd go, hey, Whoa, woman. So it's a segment about a voyeur stalker watching this woman against her will and the crowd going yes get him out Go it's on, like stinker they're pro stinker 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 i love that you there were the women like <laughs> it's it's the wrong time it's the wrong but it's it's a horrible angle to begin with but now it's like it's really shy like shy lighting oh. shining a shite spotlight shite lighting shite lighting although i'm not a wig it is shite lighting shite lighting that this is just the wrong period of time to be doing this if the crowd mm. is cheering the voyeurism. Yeah. Because wrestling is essentially voyeurism. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really good shout. The, like, the crowd who are meant to be on the side of the Undertaker are like, well, we can see your wife in a swimsuit. Hey, well, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I think it's like, yeah. I'm a white yeah. professor. I'm a white professor. Yeah. Might as well, nothing else to do with fucking Baltimore. Catch a fucking bus. Yeah. So, Am I wrong in saying maybe it's around this time that Sarah starts doing like photo spreads for the F magazine as well? No, I think I think what they do is that WWF hear that reaction and go, hmm, ah. they like Sarah in the nuddy. Well, right. we could, I mean, we could avoid that for storyline continuity. Oh, we could make money. Yeah. Sarah, get him out. You're right. We'll talk about that <laughs> exchange thing. That is a very WCW joke. Let's see if, we, if you get it. They, he did the exchange thing and the store goes mm. in WCW who would be played by Jack Victory because he was the guy who played all those really rotten jobbers with the really silly names <laughs> on like Clash of Champions or whatever <laughs> when he was he played the blackmailer one time <laughs> oh no way and he, at that Clash of the Champions they did I think in 91 when obviously Gulf War Mania's kicking off so everyone's this uh, they ran a show at a military base and they had a guy in a full, always up wearing a mask and full uh, camo outfit called The Terrorist. Fucking and it was obviously Jack Victory because he has the fattest arse you've ever seen on a middle-aged dude. So everyone goes, oh, there's Jeff, Jack Victory's telltale arse. Oh. Which had many people that go, how secure a military base is this if there's a guy called The Terrorist in the ring right now? Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would hope that the security the would stop that happening. The stalker, Jack Victory, oh no. I'm intrigued Whoa, by the funny Sarah's ass was as big as mine undertakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued by the blackmailer gimmick. The blackmailer. Like ding like ding. Oi, I've got these photos. I'm trying to remember something else. So the blackmailer, the terrorist. Yeah, the stalker, absolutely. The blackmailer's gimmick should be he comes out and he's wearing a trench coat and he's like out of shape and stuff. He's and then the wrestler gets in the ring, he's like twice the size of him. And the bell sounds. And then before they lock up, he goes, wait there. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out an envelope, hands him the envelope. The guy opens the envelope and there's like Polaroids in there. He's like, <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And then and then the guy, <laughs> and then the immediately the bigger guy just lays. Yeah. Down. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
One, like a, two, three. Oh, cardiac arrest. Yeah. <laughs> right. I win. That would be a great that could be a horrible gimmick, but it's a great idea. Awful gimmick, but brilliant gimmick. I think Jack Victory also played the role at uh, Clash of Champions uh, 30 as man who doesn't hold the door for people. <laughs> In a mask. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway. Steve Petition Mania goes to little Spike Dudley and Molly and he makes the mistake of insulting Molly and calls her a bimbo. Get your bimbo girlfriend to sign it. So after all these segments, after all the build-up with the lack of stars on the, pro- on the product and Kay Quick not getting anything and everything else, little Spike Dudley is the one who rebels against Steve Austin who he does not appreciate Eve Austin calling her a gold digger. LSD rips up the petition and Austin is so devastated he gets on his hands and knees and is like, my petition. <laughs> like it's Yorick. Like, oh, <laughs> no. That's right. The hype up King of the Ring to having Austin feud with Spike Dudley because everyone else, like I can call, is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Monster reaction. The crowd loved it. Christ. Because it meant no more of these segments. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But it's still very surprising. Big uh, reactions tonight for for Tajiri and Spike Dudley. It's an ECW crowd. They ECW heard that pop crowd, about, all right, it? give Spike the push. It's an ECW crowd. Regal is also bloody happy with Tajiri's work, but Austin co- runs in and bitches to Regal. I thought it was Petition <laughs> holding it, holding his hand. My Petition! <laughs> he's, he's hilarious here. Steve wants Spike Dudley, and the fake pop for that is brutal. Mm. Austin will even put the title on the line against Spike Dudley. Uh, bloody hell um, but yeah the, the Austin's very entertaining here it's like, what's oh, funny okay. is um, like I got some of the notes that I picked up were from I looked at what Brian Alvarez said as well in figure four and I saw what Meltzer said because Meltzer just kind of reports what happens Brian is a bit more editorial mm. on it and Brian Alvarez like he hates these segments but not for the reasons that you and I do okay. that, oh they're repetitive Brian is like Oh, Steve Austin, he's so weak now. He's been, oh, Steve Austin's been a right crybaby. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's the point. How are you not? That's the point. It's, and Brian's really quite astute when it comes to wrestling. So I was reading <laughs> that and going, think? how are you not getting that? That's the point. <laughs> Why are they making him look weak? They're, it's... But mm, <laughs> they smart marks. That's Brian Pullman once said. Anyway, here's the real main event: Cool Kane versus Albert for the IC title. Your sit, sit down, little people. Get yourself sat down, little people. That's right. Cool. And the four women that listen to cool. this. Stop it. <laughs> they can stand. Cool Kane slams Albert early on, but Prince Prick ignores it. <laughs> To continue battling Kane. Ed Stun Guns. That's a technical term, I guess. It is. Uh, Austin press slams Kane as Taz calls him a Albert freak. Albert press slams Kane. Unless Austin turned no, up. A- and I didn't Albert see it. press slams Kane. You said Austin. Did I? Yeah. Albert. <laughs> Albert. Uncle Albert press slams Kane as Taz calls him a freak. It's not very nice, but it's true. This is a big stiff match already, and no one will talk about Albert's head. Uh, Kane lands the top rope clothesline. And a running power slam all the way from the Wigan Mines. But that can't put Albert away. Albert counters a choke slam into a DDT. It looked brilliant. In a sweet moment for two. And that's bettered only. Wait a minute. 
by Albert banging his head on the mat in frustration as Taz yells, no, don't hit the mat, hit Kane. <clears throat> this is a kick, only gets two. So Albert <gasps> sets up the Baldo. I need to give this when I get back home. This is incredible. He gets at the ball. The Baldo bomb, for those who don't know, is him getting the, the it's a two-handed choke bomb. So you get the, the hands there and you sit, rise them up like the low. Yeah. Yeah, low down. And then sitting out. That's sit the idea. out two-handed chokes. That's right. To counter this, up in the air, mid-air, cool Jackie Chan Kane, sit out, drop kicks out of it. Fucking sit out, and drop And the pop kicks. for that is bigger than anything in the entire show. Or maybe it was just me yelling loudly. Um, no, I, 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 I had a gasp of it breath. Was... Ah! Cocaine! Shit! Kane lands a chokeslam, and this time he actually lands it to retain. A bloody good match with Albert holding on, and they'd have a better rematch soon. So to go bloody back, to so to answer, yes, the person's email that sent in any match that took you by surprise. This, this, holy shnikes! And it's either this or the one, maybe next week. I'm not sure. That uh, was it. Jack's Desert Island Grab, Albert versus Steve Blackman. Shit! I think we've had it. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. I'm sure we had. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure we had Jack. Oh, I, we I had Jack on for it. I'm very sorry. I thought you picked Albert versus Kane. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure we picked Albert versus Steve Blackman. Sorry. Yeah, I think we had him on for it. But this one is incredible. Like it's better than sorry. it is. It's better than it could have ever possibly. We could have ever possibly hoped it would be. Yeah. God, they really just fucking went for it. Yeah. Good for them. Fucking smash it. Albert, no, Albert's a trainer. Like Albert's Albert's part of a training system within WWE. Yeah, he's a big so, like, lug. He's a big lug. <laughs> Funny, there was two of him. Um. There was, he's so good. Like he, he, like the fundamentals are great. And in 01, he's good. And it's, I think we kind of, there's a, there's a sort of snobbiness about Albert becoming the intercontinental champion in this particular period. There is a snobbiness to it. Like Albert, even me when I was younger was like, Albert, shit. But you know what? He fucking earned his stripes. Give him a go with it. Yeah. This, this match was better than anything X Factor have done. Yeah, that's why it was like the only thing they ever accomplished was this. But last week there was a, there was X Pac and Kane for the IC title, and that was a bit of a banger. Yeah, they had a good little match too. Kane is just on. Uh, I was gonna say he's on fire, but that's sorry, Kane. I'm on fire. You see the joke? Shockingly is, good match. Yeah. And from uh, that back to the funniest thing on UPN right now, Perry Sutton gets his order. Are you ready? It's a bowl of mustard and some crayons. And Brian Alvarez writes, Why is Perry ordering <laughs> these things? What? What's the deal? You can't eat crayons. With crayons. If I had brain damage, I would order food still. If I had brain damage like that, I probably wouldn't go out. Surely you would know the concept of food. <laughs> uh, Dino's model is now feeding Sutton, but Terry and Perry have had enough of this. Perry, oh yeah, so like they do this weird distraction thing. It's a weird build-up. Like uh, we'll we'll deal with this, and it's supposed to be Terry hit, uh, trying to hit the model, but then accidentally hits Perry again as normal-sized model runs off, taking three steps to get out of the county. <laughs> <laughs> as the others worry that they've cured Perry, <laughs> but then. Uh, because he's got hit in the head, right? It's wrestling. But then he yells, Yahtzee, to prove he's okay. 
he still has CTE. <laughs> he's kind of, there's a bit where after he takes the, the shot to the head, he kind of just sits there like he's rebooting very briefly. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. And I think the th a minute, maybe they think, oh God, have we killed him? And then when he goes, Yahtzee, there's like a relief, but frustration. He's like, I wasn't sure. He's alive, like, but he's still fucking. Because maybe I'm misremembering him. I may get this mixed up with George Animal Steel and that bit on, they did on uh, Tuesday Night Titans where it's like one hit. It's like, oh, he's gone back to being normal. Oh, like if you hit me, if like you hit I him a number of times. Doing. Yeah, he goes, I don't know if you hit him the right way. I don't think they ever explore I'm these bits, to say the least. Yeah, you're giving this far too much credence, Clearwater Revival. Uh, look, I wouldn't mind these segments. Obviously, I don't mind a, a, a laugh, at, even if it's a wee topic like Shatner's wife. But um, the thing is, these segments suck. They do. The writing's horrible. But at least they're What's the dumb. joke? He's dumb. And? The joke is, he has CTE. Uh-huh. <laughs> main event o'clock. It certainly is. Oh, Speaking mate. of dumbness, Steve Austin versus Little Spike Dudley. Main events. Yes, it does. And Austin brings the remains of the paper with him. <laughs> and, and that's great because he leaves them all scattered around him. Like, <laughs> It's surrounded by his madness. I love how he like runs. Gold to cart in Deep Space Nine. He stomps to the ring and he can't be fucked to do the ropes or anything like that. He literally just runs at Spike. <laughs> so and mad. just starts fucking decking him. Like, beating up the bairn. Uh, Austin beats up LSD for a bit until Spike reverses an Irish whip. And Austin goes over the announce table. And the crowd goes crazy for that. So maybe it wasn't that much of a fake pop because it's like, wow, Austin's getting his ass kicked. No, I, th I, I think this, the reactions, I know they do they do pipe in a lot of noise, but I think the majority of the noises were legit for Spike. The one on the regal sounded fake to me, but this sounded genuine. So Then Austin recovers to lock in both the cross face and then the walls of Jericho on Spike. Not at the same time, though, obviously, though that would have been something, Tom. Cole mentions that the Duds aren't here to protect him. Aha, foreboding as LSD gets a low blow with the referee distracted. But it doesn't matter, as Austin stutters him to win afterwards anyway, and that's that. <laughs> Austin chair shots LSD a few times, because he is take-a-bump spiker this time. But then Molly protects him, lays over, like, no, Romeo. And just like Romeo and Juliet, they're both about to die in the end. Austin gets his face on, like, hey, hey. He's thinking I'm he going to gets ready him. to pull a liter as the UPN sensors are seconds away from taking the show <laughs> off the air. But hey, doesn't doesn't matter because the Chris's are here. Yay! The Chris's are here. Hurrah, hurrah. Oh, you know what? I got confused by my notes. That's why I paused there. Oh, I did wonder why you paused. Austin gets ready to pull a liter. No, not you, Edge. <laughs> and chair shot her. And I thought, have I written down Edge and Chris should come down here? Oh, I know my note. Right. Yeah, that's. I know what you meant. But the Chrysostomus show up to save the day. Polita, you know, whatever. Uh, Austin smiles and crawls away, and like, because he's covered in sweat and he's just had the match. It's a great visual. Then the show. He's by the SmackDown Big Ovaltron, and he's like lying around like <laughs> for some reason. Just psychotic. Um, but the the torn up pieces of the petition are just covering him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's surrounded by his madness. <laughs> it's enveloping him like bits of torn up paper. <laughs> it's almost beautiful for, it's for almost, wrestling. Almost artistic <laughs> for wrestling. Yeah, it? to end the little Spike Dudley versus Steve Austin mini program, that's, that's the image we get, which is fascinating. 
Uh, thoughts on SmackDown this week? I remembered nearly everything about this episode, which is going to be a bitch to come for the end of the thing mm. that we're about to do now. I'll say, let's see if it's not the same as you, Tajiri's debut. Um, I didn't remember Tajiri's debut. Did you not? Oh. I remembered Spike and Austin's main event. Yep. Because I, I was excited that it was a title match. Like, Spike wasn't winning, but I like the fact that in the record books, it shows that Spike had a match with the WWF Championship, and I was like, that's cool. Yep. And yet, Spike getting that tiny glimmer of hope in this, yep. in this tunnel of darkness, and the reaction that it got. Ah, oh, if only we could make some stars! If only we could make some stars! Is that interesting? Because I read down my kid's book recently, and him and Bruce Hart, which, I mean, those fucking, those two need a sitcom. Um, <laughs> they had disagreements when they were both booking uh, or being part of control of Stampede Wrestling. Because he told, Bruce Hart told Don Morocco, all right, go in there and you beat up this dude. Just give him everything. Beat the piss, piss out of him. I was all right. And Dominic Kid says, no, I'm the gaffer. Uh, do some stuff. But obviously he gets like a few moves in as well. Mm. All right. And then he came off stage and Bruce Hart was like, what the fuck? You, you sold for him. What are you doing? You, I want you to go out there and battle him. And it's like, that's what Dominic told me. And Bruce said, what, what are you doing? He goes, if you beat a guy and he gets absolutely no offense in, then who did you beat? Who have you beat? You beat no one. So that's why I disagree with that strongly. Why, why would he go out there and just beat everyone up and just get absolutely nothing? They know he's Don Morocco. If he's beating nobody, then it doesn't matter. Why would he have him do all that? And this is why, yeah. Spy Dudley getting a, a big show above the announce table. Spy Dudley getting a low blow. Austin it wasn't going to happen, but crowd were anticipating him. When Austin wants to work with somebody, he will work with somebody. Because yeah. there's a few people that Austin's book, he's like, nah, I never want to do business with them. Yeah. But like at this point, like he's really giving so much to Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Spike Dudley, to Kurt Angle to come, and more of that as well. Like he's Tajiri, really, Tajiri, with, yeah. you know, he's, he's really giving something to everybody. Because I think he even recognizes we need some more yeah. people. I want to go away for a while. And that's not going to happen until there's more people knocking around. Yeah. So I like that. What did you forget from this episode? Perry Sutton. <laughs> You're welcome. And I wish I still forgot about them. So did Perry. <laughs> oh, ah! oh. It was an open goal in fairness. Yeah. You had to take it. And what about yourself? I forgot um, Angle, not Angle, Albert versus mm. Kane. And the, how brilliant that was. Oh, my gosh. I remember rewinding that moment. Yeah. They just went for it. It was phenomenal. Excellent work from those two. If you watch one match from this show, watch that. And then maybe the Spike Austin match. Definitely the Kane And then Jerry. And then watch the Jerry. It was a good match. And then, you know what? Angle, Undertaker as well. It was a bloody good episode. Rhino Big Show. Yeah. It was a good episode. The stinker. God, he had his moments. <laughs> Where's my stinker action figure? Oh, more of the stinker. We're nearly done with the stinker stuff. Oh, no, Tom. I'm sorry to break your heart. There's a Take it out in his prime. There's a foregone conclusion coming soon. Like someone's wife. <laughs> Fantastic, though. What a lovely little episode we did here. Yeah, great times. Good memories. What are you working on? A sweat after all that. A, swe a hot sweat. I am. Just did, obviously, I don't know, because timey wimey. Uh, getting ready to do the podcast. the podcast. That has already come out. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's how it works. Yes, so yeah, and, that's happening. Watch uh, Mania stuff, on, Twitch stuff. Twitch stuff. Right now, I'll be starting Terry Funk's book oh, on Sundays. Oh, brilliant! I haven't decided what game I'm going to be playing on Wednesday because I didn't 
playing E last night because I was outside enjoying the sun and Stephen Scholders and other people. So that was nice. Uh, I have to figure out what my PC can play while breaking. Because people keep suggesting stuff and then I'd play, I download them like, oh, fuck. Sonic Schoolhouse. That should be easy to play. <laughs> play some Sonic Schoolhouse. Schoolhouse rocks. Do, do Sonic Origins from beginning to end. But then after, God, that's a lot of do. In one go. One go. One sitting. What was your record? I think it took me about four and a half hours. The thing is, I'm comfortable with Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles CD. That's the one that's going to kill us. You know what? Right. If you're not doing all the time travel, future, past stuff, you can just blitz through the game pretty sharpish, yeah. I found. I blitzed through it pretty quick without, you know, going for emeralds, time stones, perfect futures. If you just mm. blitz from level to level, you can rattle through it in about an hour. So once you get that out of the way, and you're laughing. Probably takes longer to get. It, I, I had more frustration with Labyrinth Zone than oh. the entirety of Sonic CD. I mean, yeah, I would if I had to practice on one stage. Yeah, that's a mm. one. That's and it returns at the end. That's uh, the bad spoilers. Job. And what about yourself? What are you working on, you magnificent human being? Well, since he's doing more on the channel, since he does the news on a Saturday and a few other bits and pieces coming soon, I thought we should get to know Fraser Porter some more. Oh, get in. So Desert Island Graps with Fraser Porter on Wednesday. That's the first official announcement of that. I can't wait for that. Yeah, so getting Fraser on to do that. Um, there's a couple of other pieces of the camera that by now I should have finished uh, that will be on the channel over the weekend. We're taking a, a temperature check of the potential guys that Triple H could bring back to the We've seen a few already making an appearance, so we're going to look across some of those future endeavoured, see whether their futures could be endeavoured back in WWE as Triple H at the helm. That'll be on the channel over the weekend. Uh, and um, otherwise, keep up to date on Twitters with us both, because he's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter, I'm yeah. at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. You can email us, classic at cultaholic.com. Don't forget to join us. <laughs> he had a glass of toast. <laughs> Love you, bye. And a runny egg. <laughs>